Just steps away from the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a horrifying random attack. A homeless man dumped a bucket of stuff on your head. A bucket of his diarrhea. It was liquid, hot liquid. I was soaked and I couldn't see it was coming off of my eyelashes. I didn't want it to be in my mouth, but it was running down my eyes. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly, former host. Lance Wackerly, back on the show. How's it feel, Wackman? I was on the show back when it was more of a pure love of podcasting. <laughs> and now I understand that it actually makes money. Yeah, but, yeah no. So I guess I'm just back to bring some more of the pure, unadulterated joy <laughs> you, you know what? of the art form of podcasting. You know, it's funny. I was looking the other day because some listener pointed out that uh, have you guys ever used Chartable to find out where you rank? And I was like, do I need to be depressed? And so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll go check it out. Well, so I checked it out. Oh, and so I you went, decided, yes, I do need to be depressed. Yeah, yeah okay. I did. I was like, Sounds I need like to be depressed today. You know, Nick Cave isn't working. So I went on there and uh, I looked at it. And yeah, we used to be like back in the day when you and I used to record the show, we were like always in the top 50, top 100 for the UK. And we were a top, you know, 50 in the US. But then as the comedians started getting shows, we started getting celebrities. We started moving into like the top 10,000. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I mean, the problem isn't quality or anything. It's just when we were doing it, there were like 5,000 podcasts. Yeah. And now there's probably like 500,000 podcasts. No, now there's like 5 million. But uh, And when we were doing it, there was 5,000 podcasts mostly being done by you know, assholes, in, the, assholes yeah. in their basement. And Remember? now it's like, oh, CNN and fucking NPR podcast. And, um, you know, the fucking Disney corporate and... podcasts that people actually like want to listen to because they're professional entertainment companies. Yeah, it's been commercialized. But back when we started, it was like the Don and Drew show. It's like this <laughs> husband and wife. It's like I love to show pickles in my ass podcast. <laughs> they all had like those weird. And there, it was that sort of like that, like. 2000s humor too like monkey bacon butt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so i was looking on this chartable and we don't even rank in the u.s we don't rank in the uk anymore we don't rank in canada actually we did rank in canada we were like about ranking it's not about the money on the patreon it's just about the love <laughs> of recording your own voice yeah but Publishing Dude. it on the internet for other people with, that are really bored to listen <laughs> to while to they're, do. you know, <laughs> sweeping their floor or whatever. But in the Ukraine, we're in the top 100. You know what it's kind of like? And I don't know if this is true for you, but you know when you watch porn? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I don't necessarily look for porn now where I'm like the hottest, youngest, you know, most made up most athletically healthy chick now when i look for porn i'm like scrolling through and i'm like 
hey, that's a chick that I actually probably could have a chance with <laughs> so far. Wait, so you don't watch Brazzers? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, sometimes because some I, I'm sometimes, not some yeah. of the professional. Well, what I'm saying is some of the professional porn stars are exactly what I'm talking about, like kind of beat up. Uh, but I think that's true of podcasts. And, like some people don't want to listen to the polished, you know, you know like, yeah, uh, corporate podcast. An NPR guy, yeah, somebody who's like an actual professional broadcaster. They want to be like, oh yeah, these are two like assholes that are sort of just like me. Yeah, two dickheads <laughs> really that I can hang out say. with. They don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> Their opinions aren't that interesting. But they're kind of like dudes I'd hang out with. <laughs> right. You know? It's not. It's not intimidating. It's more. But from so, so what I was saying like we're top 100 in the ukraine which i don't know if that means anything um but i was looking through uh some of the, this chartable kind of aggregates all the uh comments you get from like itunes and google play and everything and so there's a new uh comment on itunes where some guy was saying just to your point he was like just discovered this show man this is so great he's like this reminds me of the early days of the internet where you could say whatever the fuck you want and you could just hang out with two guys that like porn and drink beer and it was just yeah. kind of like, I mean, I guess that's sort of what you know, sick and wrong was really just two fucking losers that would remember we used to smoke in the studio. Oh yeah. That was gross. <laughs> I still can't believe we're still doing it. I mean, that's just, that's whenever I talk to it people, they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not still doing it. You actually moved on with your life. So you, you shed the albatross. Like, move on. I just stopped doing this. Oh uh, no, I'm, I know you stopped doing it, but sometimes I'm jealous. It's not, it's not like I'm like, oh, and I like my career launched ahead and I now have a family and like live in a great big house and have three cars. No, I have the same exact life. I just don't do this. Yeah. You're just not annoyed. Speaking of your life, how, how's your wife doing and, and, and your, your, your dogs? Yeah, okay, so I have a wife and dogs. I guess that is in progress a little bit. Yeah, see, you moved no, on. Everybody's fine. <laughs> They're all good. Did you, did you get a new dog? Yeah, we have two dogs now. I don't know. I mean, we've had oh, wait, no, the you've second had the dogs other one. in a while, though. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to have more than three dogs in most California cities. So we have two. You I guess can't we get one house. more. No, I, I think most cities have laws against how many. I mean, I don't think they actually enforce it. But like if your if your dogs were like super irritating and your neighbors complained and you had four dogs, I think the like local animal shelter would come and take one. They euthanize them, right in mm. right on your doorstep. No, they just take them to stay in a <laughs> dog concentration camp till somebody else decides to adopt it. On an island, out in the bay. <laughs> um, have you heard about my brother's teeth? No, but I want to hear about it. <laughs> oh my god, it's been a saga. In fact, actually, you might be hearing about it soon. That's I wanted to forewarn you. Your brother's had fine teeth ever since I've known him. I mean, not, not great. But you obviously not, not horrible, right? You haven't looked inside his mouth in a long time, then, have you? <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> I've stared down his throat. Well, Jeffrey has meth mouth. I mean, he's had it for a long time. Well, okay. But you're, I didn't want to <laughs> just go there. But what I was going to say was for a guy who did meth for a long time, <laughs> his teeth aren't bad. I've seen a lot okay. worse. Yeah, you're right. I would say meth mouth is a bit of a hyperbole because it's not that bad. But he he has had like four teeth just pulled out. Okay. So he's missing four teeth. And on top of that, he's had like 
I don't know, what, root canals or whatever, but he's but he's never had benefits. So he goes to like just these random doctors. So like, it sounds like all these horrible dental procedures. You're saying there's something beyond that that's going on right now? Well, yeah. So anyway, his root canals, he've had, he's had done it like these sketchy doctors have now become infected. And so one of them, one of which he's just had like pain in his mouth for like months. And I was like, mm -hmm. dude, what the fuck? Why aren't you going to a doctor? He goes, I don't know. And he's talking all weird because his face is all swollen. I'm like, you have to go to a doctor. He's like, it's going to cost me like three grand. I'm like, you spent more <laughs> than that on your TV. Like, like, come on. And so what his new thing is, he talked to some at the bar and they're like, you got to go to Cancun and you go to a dentist in Cancun and that's where you get your dental work done because it's a fraction of the cost of what you pay in the U.S. So he was yeah, looking... Yeah, I've heard of stuff like that, right? Is Cancun Mexico or yeah, is it Mexico. its own country? No, Can okay, Cancun yeah. is Mexico. And then not big there's... on the tropical vacations personally, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a tropical thing, which I couldn't imagine my brother doing a tropical vacation. I can't even... Yeah, I can picture it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's left the country, the though, in like, I don't know, decades. I can't remember the last time he left the country. Probably when we were in high school. Um, not a big traveler, is he? No, he he does not like to kind travel. Kind of just goes between the Tenderloin and the Castro and back. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Or the, and then goes to like that uh, what's that that uh, Chicago style pizza place and stuff yeah. over there, not that far right. away from themselves. Um, but yeah, so anyway, he looked into this dentist over there, and so for the dental work that he needs to get done here in the U.S., it would cost him forty four thousand dollars. Jesus. Yeah. That's more than three grand. Way more. So what he wants to do now is he's going to Cancun and it's going to cost 12 grand there. But well, he can, you know, he can pay for that. But can he uh, get some extra painkillers for me on the way back? Can you put in an order? Maybe well, text him. When, he when's needs, he going? He needs someone to go with him. Well, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't because I got a new job. So I'm too busy. But you probably have vacation, don't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this seems like a job for Big Jer, to be honest. With I actually, you. you know, I mentioned that to my sister. I was like, you know, why doesn't Big Jer do it? And she's and Stephanie's like, actually, let's not let's stop beating around the bush. Big Jer is going to do it. We, we know it. Your sister knows it. Jack I, knows it. I know it. I think he and like Jeff and Big Jer need to like need this bonding time. But and, doesn't uh, doesn't Jeff uh, Joffrey have a twink to go with him? Usually has a twink hanging I around. I don't think he wants to pay for a twink. <laughs> oh, so, so Jared has to pay for it. <laughs> Jared have to pay for himself. Jeff might get the hotel room. So we're gonna then... have to pretend everybody's gonna have to pretend like it's a vacation for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and they're they're gonna be like laying on the beach, hanging out, maybe well, doing again, some snorkeling. We all know that Jared is going to do it. <laughs> Jared always he's the one who does this kind of stuff. He's the only person in the family who's like there to support people. Yeah, no, Jer, Jer, you know, bless Jer's heart. I mean, Jer just got, has a heart of gold. You know, Jer, bless our, bless our family slave that's married <laughs> into. Being... Well, he's a, he's the gentile of the family. Um, Jer, you know, went over there and helped him move that couch. Remember that turquoise couch? Did you ever see that one? I think I've seen pictures. I've never oh been to Joffrey's apartment. Dude, so. I, I would wear gloves if I even touched that couch. So fucking disgusting, Jer moved it out of his house like jerry and like one of jeff's tweaks like mm -hmm. moved the couch out because jeff was like his back hurt him too much to move it <laughs> <laughs> um did you hear about steph and jerry were recently in chicago for that tool concert 
Uh, our other friend wanted me to go to that tool concert so a long time ago and i actually had put it on my calendar like yeah maybe i will go and it just came up on my calendar like oh tool in chicago this weekend and clearly i didn't go so i didn't know they went though well they they, didn't know stephanie went but i figured jer went no like uh our other friend said it was a religious experience he says experience to see tool and that's why they're all going to go to chicago to see tool you don't get me wrong tools a fine band but it's like, I'm not going to fucking travel and pay like $120 for a ticket to go see that band. Uh, well, I mean, the $120 ticket is is nothing when you're if you're going to pay for an airplane ticket and hotel. Like then it's like, well, I don't care if it's 120 or 60 or 10. Yeah, I've already dropped $2,000 to get here. Yeah, but here's Chicago, why I'm... the reason I would consider going is because Chicago is fun in and of itself. Chicago, I would a good time. I would not have gone to see Tool, but I would have gone to be like, oh, then we'll hang out in Chicago for a weekend. That'll be cool. But here, here's why I'm bringing it up because this is funny. Our friend, I guess we don't have to give put his name out there, but uh, um, let's just call him Ronnie. Okay. Uh, Ronnie didn't pay for his own hotel. He was staying with like with Stefan Jair and then staying with his other couple friend and Stefan Jair purposely got one room with just one bed. So he wouldn't stay there. Yeah. Well, they have the roll away. <laughs> no, he, he slept in bed with them. I think in his, bed with them. Yeah. My sister sent me a picture. <laughs> I think they menage. had, a, I think they had a menage a trois. You have to find this out. Cause I asked my sister and she just never responded to my text and nor did Jair. So I'm thinking there was like, something going on uh this is pure sensationalism <laughs> like if anybody knew who we were talking about they clearly didn't have an, an what i would doubt is like there was a it was a complete fucking dis, the most disgusting dutch oven under those covers that you could ever have with those three stephanie said she sent me a picture where it was like jer was or jer was sleeping on the left side of the bed Vinny in the middle spooning jer with no pants on like he is in his underwear and then stephanie on uh, you know on jer on Vinny or on just ronnie's back yeah well you already said Vinny twice <laughs> you want to bleep that out or what oh whatever it's not like he listens to this show i mean i just podcasting with no I've rules slept on people's hotel floor but i've never tried to like horn in on the bed but I, I was just surprised. Ronnie that. is a creature of comfort, though. I will he that. is a creature of comfort, and, and it was fine. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> thanks for subbing this week's show, by the way. I'm uh, heading to Japan this week on Thursday, so I'm trying oh, to pre-record oh, a couple episodes. Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Immediately into the racist subtext. What? Um... <laughs> That's a Japanese saying. I don't even remember what it means. Does it mean please and thank you or something? Yeah, but you're saying it like Andy Rooney. No, yeah, that's how I, that's my, that's my act, Japanese accent of my own voice. Have you ever been there? You've been to Japan? No. Would you really have any interest? <laughs> you have no interest in, I thought you're into otaku. No, I'm not. I used to watch a lot of anime. I don't know why, but it, it's, it's really bad now that I watch it nowadays. I do like Japanese, like horror manga. Yeah. Japanese horror you, uh, they do like the body horror where like your body is like decaying or like transforming into something and you have no control over it. They they do that better than anybody else. And I don't know why that's so deeply ingrained in Japanese culture, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> I was reading uh, or actually Amanda was telling me about my girlfriend was telling me that uh, they have a lot of the gay uh, Japanese gay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles manga. And it's hmm. like very like sexually graphic. 
Hmm. And that's like very popular. I mean, it's there. a fucked up culture. <laughs> Can I just say that <laughs> just right out of the gate? I mean, they that's probably the most conservative culture in the world. I would go so far as to say. Well, you know, they, it's right up there near the top. Well, they said that yeah, you know, the country ranks towards the bottom of G seven countries for gender equality. Oh, but I mean, yeah, conservative, patriarchal. Uh, they have like if you get caught like a half a joint, you you can go to jail for five years. I mean, um, I was reading works like fucking sixteen hours a day, and if you don't, you're a huge loser. Well, I was reading an article where they're saying like women, like companies are saying women can't wear glasses to work. Because because women are only they only get jobs because they're expected to be finding a, a businessman husband and yeah the glasses make them look like a prude is that what it is Trump? yeah they they look cold and they're not yeah. approachable right yeah no they're only that like you know you get a job as a receptionist or an office manager or something just so like one of the middle managers can you know hook up with you but you know they have like the highest rate of uh, virginity like they say there's a sexual recession in in Japan. Well, there's all these young men. There's a name for it. It's not otaku. Yeah, there's, no, there's, there's a, a name for all these young men who have who've dropped out of – because they see this. They see this like everybody's working 16-hour days. Like, fuck that. <laughs> and they're like, I, and you know what? I don't give a fuck about getting married. And, yeah, they just live in there. I mean, they're like the proto – we always make fun of like the basement-dwelling American man-children. But, like, they, they're the ones who started that, right? The, the, the Japanese incel communities, you know? I, if then, I would have done this par for the course for the show, but I could have researched this and, <laughs> and, and known the terms. There's, there's like there's like scholarly articles about it and stuff. Well, and then and then you know, and part of that, I guess, part of that culture that uh, that uh, you know, patriarchal culture and this repressed sexuality is all the weird fucking porn that they make. Like I, I we were talking earlier, I made some joke about Japanese face farting porn. I saw something about this, and I actually went on Pornhub to to check it out. And yeah, then that's yeah. a thing. You were just doing research. I was just doing <laughs> air just quotes doing research. research. <laughs> but you know, have you have you ever seen those videos? Don't lie. Probably, um, I'm sure. They they pixelate out the vag, but they like full on see the butthole farting. Huh? And it's like it's a Japanese guy's face, like right in her ass, like inches away from her asshole, and he's like, oh yeah, <sighs> trying to like suck in the air. Huh. Well, I mean, if you're into, if you're obviously, what are you going to, if you're into Japanese face farting and you're actually into Japanese face farting porn, but then you're going to like plug your nose. I mean, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> it was one of the weirdest wanks I ever had. Seriously. Um, the other thing when you're over there, uh, I don't want to go on and on about it, but uh, their criminal justice system is really fucked up too. Uh, with they the got, they've got something like, like a, no, but they've got, I don't know if they do a uh, cap, Capital they do. Punishment. It's weird, though. I think we covered that a long time ago. Well, they ago. also do. I mean, they, their their like conviction rate is like ninety eight percent, which you're like, wow, their lawyers are really good. But it's actually the opposite. It's fucked up. Like like they just like turn. If they can't convict somebody, they'll pretend like the crimes aren't happening. Wait, like, what they, do you mean? They, it's like, yeah, like if you like murder child someone, abuse or uh, yeah, like there's been like kidnapping and murders where they can't find the person and like and like get him to confess. So they just pretend they like put it, push it under the rug. There's a book about it called uh, "The People Who Eat Darkness" or something like that, 
and it was an it was an actual English girl who went over there and got killed. And the only reason they like ever got to the bottom of the crime is because she was English and her parents were like, no, fuck no. Like, you're not just letting this happen. And like, like we don't know where our daughter is. And they ended up finding her like buried in like a coat, like a, you know, what sort of, it's a cove on the beach, like a cave that the sort of water comes in and out of. And this freaky motherfucking like rich kid. I mean, he was an adult at that point, but he grew up rich, like, you know, kidnapped her and sexually abused her and then fucking she died and he stuffed her in this cave did uh did they hire their own investigators or did that yeah they had to because the japanese police were just like you know we're not going to get a conviction so we're going to pretend basically like it didn't happen or or like oh we think she probably left with somebody else you know and her parents are like clearly not it's it's a weird culture like so one of the things i um i was going to bring up here is apparently groping it's just a rampant crime on Japanese trains. Well, I'm that like, goes along with the whole the patriarchy thing. It's like women yeah. are there to be groped, basically. Is the you know I'm sure nobody would say that out loud, but it's kind of like, well, you shouldn't have worn those you know silk stockings to work or whatever. Exactly, and that's kind of what the government has obviously been saying you're going to get grabbed. Like you're wearing tight clothing, and that's and you invited this, and they they. I guess kind of claim that they've arrested more people on it, but th- the police really don't do anything. So now it's like you have companies, like I read this uh, stamp maker in Japan has developed an anti-groping stamp to discourage rush hour harassment. It's like an, is the stamp making industry still a thriving business? <laughs> in <laughs> Japan it is. Okay. But so this anti-groping stamp manufactured by stamp maker Shachihata allows victims of harassment to mark their assailants' With invisible ink, which provides a deterrent to would-be attackers. How the fuck? It's like all over your miniskirt or something, and then when they grab it, it gets on their hand, and you can like put it under the uh, the whatever the the black the blue light. light or whatever. Or you, <laughs> What's that, that show? NCIS or whatever. Yeah, but what's <laughs> fucked up about it? It's like no. What happens is like if you're a woman on the train, you're supposed to have this stamp. And if a guy gropes you, then you stamp him with the stamp. Oh, you stamp him with the stamp. But who the I mean, fuck is, has a black me, light? Right. Well, who has a black light? <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's not an unattainable device. So you could have a black light, I guess, in your purse. Yeah, but but you gotta. Invisible. You gotta run the guy down and then find a security guard or a cop. We've already discussed how the cops. Yeah, are they, yeah they really work. And, and then you gotta like pull out the black light and then convince the cop that like you stamped the guy and look, here's the black light. Well, so why does it have to be an invisible ink? Why can't you like? Why can't it be like spray the, the dye pack in the in the bag of money that the banks do, where you actually just fucking spray the guy with some paint? That's what I'm saying. It's like invisible ink. No one's gonna see it. So how is that really marking this person or ridiculing this person? You know, so, provided so deterrent. It's like, oh, I don't want to be too aggressive. Oh, okay, that that was it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> actually, maybe, but that sounded like a Japanese person, though. Woman, it was a Japanese woman for. What kind of transition? They don't want to be too forward with the guy who just stubbed his thumb up her butthole on the train. <laughs> well, so the 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 company developed a stamp after discussions erupted on social networking sites about how to discourage groping, which they call chikan. And uh, apparently the police weren't really doing anything about it. So they were trying to come up with uh, ways to discourage it. And so these, these trains, like Rush Hour Tokyo, are, are filled 150% of their maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. And in Osaka, it's like 120 to 130%. So that means you can't even put any more people into this. 
So it's a perfect environment for Chikan molesters to go in there and, uh, you know, start groping their victims. Right. But the, the key to, the, to being a successful Chikan molester is to know where to position yourself on the train. Oh yeah, obviously there's a there's an approach to take. Well, I didn't. You know, they they find a target who's standing at the corner nearest the entrance doors because in that spot, the target can't easily escape to the right, left, or back, so they're kind of trapped. Well, and, you can escape if you're close to the door, right? When she catches you, when she screams or something, then you could just kind of slip out. Yeah. Uh, they said that the middle part of the car ends, I guess, is also a good spot for Chicon molesters because they can just escape out the back into the next car. Yeah. Um, but when, so one of the, uh, social media users here was saying like, maybe you can prick the offender's hands with a safety pin, <laughs> you know, but then other people were like, well, that's actually a crime in itself because you're attacking this, this person. Right. So, I mean, I don't want to be like reaching down for something and my hand accidentally brushes up against a girl's like side of her thigh and then she jabs me with a safety pin in my hand. Well, what I, why don't they have like a, you know, a safety pin's one thing, but why don't they have like Hello Kitty stun guns? Right. You know, you just zap them or fucking mace or something. That's that's what they'd probably use here. Like invisible. Yeah, but you ink. can't use mace in a train car that's 150% capacity. Oh, yeah. And I guess the stun. Well, you could use a stun gun. Maybe you, you know what? Stun gun. You know what they should make? Stun gun rings. Yeah. So you just zap them like that. But like invisible ink. Like a Wonder Twin type thing. Exactly. <laughs> you pull it off. It's a little Hello Kitty fucking thing or Gudetama. And you just go zap. You seen Gudetama? Is that the egg guy? Yeah, that that, that like sad egg. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend loves. Gudetama. What are you? What, what? Let's back off of the sick and wrong topics. But what what does your Japanese trip entail here? I'm, I'm very <laughs> curious. Is like going over to look for Gudetama like figurines or something. That's all I'm getting is Gudetama figurines. And that, what's that? Uh, extra, are you going to get an extra suitcase just for all the figurines you're bringing back? <laughs> and what about the, uh, who's the office worker chick that gets all death metal? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, that one I don't know of. She's a new Hello Kitty Sanrio character that she's like. an animal or something? Yeah, she's or a it's fox. No, she's a uh, fox and she's in this office. And then when oh, she gets I believe I have too seen, stressed out, she like. On the internet. Yeah, she starts screaming in death metal. So I'm going to get some of that. Um, I, I kind of want to get some used Basically panties. Basically just going to toy stores when you're over there for five days or whatever. No, I'm, I'm going there for uh, I don't know, one of uh, Joe Kelly's friends is there writing a comic book. And so he's there for a month. And he was like, when I hung out with him over the summer, he's like, yeah, you should come out. And so I was planning on going like Joe Kelly and a couple other people. Joe ended up backing out, but my friend Danny's going to go. And we're going to end up hanging out with, you know, Sick and Wrong has like, four podcast fans that live out there they've been listening yeah (laughs) they've been listening for years so yeah i'm planning on hitting up uh adam from tokyo and uh johnny got faded band or something is that the people you're talking about no one guy did a podcast called got faded and i don't know if you remember he did a lot of illustrations for us way back in the day i thought that he was in a band i don't i think he's been in a couple bands he also like promotes he's a show promoter about the moon guy Oh, Remember God. him? Didn't he work in Japan? He did. I forgot about that guy. He hasn't called yeah. in How since... How could you forget about the moon? I know. I forgot about the moon. He hasn't called in since, like, you left the show, I don't think. Let him know where you're going to be. Oh, I would I would love to see... I would love to hang out with the moon. I could imagine that. I wonder what that guy did. You know, when that guy seems like one of those guys that's like... 
you know, in that Japanese I mean, you're going to hang out with like, these podcast illustrator rock band guy and they're going to show you like, I don't know what's part of Japan. But like, I think if, if you hung out with a moon, he would show you like that. I mean, he's English. He's Caucasian. But I feel like he would be like, this is the real Japan. <laughs> Remember? Because when you get mad that he had to go like drink with his like boss, and like that's like to me is like the real Japanese culture. He could be like, "You can come out with my coworkers, and we're gonna get blackout drunk, and um, I'll just say you're like my cousin or something." I don't want to take a poo in front of you. <laughs> um, you know what? I bet you that guy. I bet you he goes to like dirty maid bars and shit like that. Because there's all sorts of weird deviant sex clubs there. I bet you the moon. But is I don't think they're all that shit. deviant. That's the books that I've read, I mean, I think you can sort of like arrange like, okay, now you're a prostitute. We're going to go somewhere else. But I think in those bars, you literally go in there and it's just like these girls come over and sit at your table and talk to you and try and get you to buy, you know, more and more expensive alcohol and drinks for them. Well, I think that might be, I'm not going to go to like strip clubs or anything, but they have like, you know, robot strip club bars and uh, like robot strippers. And then there's also all the weird, like owl cafe and all sorts of weird shit like that. My, my friend Danny, then I'm what about going, Pachinko. Are you going to do any of that? What is, is that? That wait, is that that weird? Remember uh, at Grasslands? Remember, remember Plinko from Price is Right? Well, Pachinko is like where that came from. And it, it's almost like a slot machine type thing. I don't know if you actually are gambling, gambling real money. You're the, the one who's going to be in Japan. You can tell me when you get back. But like, yeah, you go to these places and you just, you know, the balls are coming down through the thing and it makes all the noise. And hmm. I don't know. Well, I would remember, check it out. Remember Grasslands had that game? Yeah. Is that Pachinko? I don't remember them having pachinko. I thought they just had a pinball machine. No, it was like some kind of weird Asian baseball pachinko. Like no, that wasn't pachinko. That was just some weird one-off bullshit. Got that bar? Is that bar still around? I don't go over there. <laughs> I mean, in that area, very often. Just some background. Wackerly no and I used to work in North Beach, the vicinity of North Beach, and by Chinatown. And there was a bar there. This was like what early aughts san francisco there's a bar there called grasslands that on their banner had where good friends and girls meet and yeah. and i don't it was so it wasn't weird. japanese though it was chinese it was chinese yeah but <laughs> i just remember sitting there and like i don't know if there, there were definitely prostitu- uh, chinese prostitutes in that bar trying to come and talk to us but we were too idiotic to even know what they were trying to do well some of them didn't speak english man a lot of them memory uh, they, they knew like hi hello how or, are you? You'll buy drink like, now. You buy drink? <laughs> You'll buy drink now. And then there was that And we bar- were like, yeah, we will have another drink. But really, we're supposed to be buying them drinks. And really, what we were supposed to be doing was going away from the bar with them to pay them to have sex with us. We were just morons. <laughs> yeah, because I think they went upstairs or something. But oh, I'm remember- sure they had like a little one room, yeah, in the in the top of the building. And there was that, that bartender, that old Asian guy that was like, MGD. Yeah, he learned to speak English by watching John Wayne movies. Bonanza. Or something like that, yeah, because he, he sounded like John Wayne, but kind of like a Chinese guy version. Yeah, yeah, that place is hilarious. It's probably gone now. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm gone, but I, like I said, I just don't know. It's probably a mixology bar. No, I, that area still has some of the old school places, I think. There's definitely mixology bars right down the street, but that area still, it might still be there. I'd have to, to check it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't. 
I don't do that like white guy. We used to do this all the time. White guy sort of going to like Slumming. Asian, Korean ethnic bars to laugh at everything. I don't do that anymore. It's well, kind of- Seems kind of offensive. But back then, yeah, you know, you're, a sens- you're a sensitive male now. Um, you're woke. But uh, back then... Woke, I just have, like, a greater <laughs> sense of self-awareness. Like, uh, today, I would know that that Chinese lady was wanted me to pay her for sex. <laughs> <laughs> and you would, after <laughs> groping her. Um, no, back then, though, when we first lived in San Francisco, it was, like, 1999 or whatever, the tenderloin was, like, unexplored. So remember how we would just go into like these just random bars? It's unexplored, but it wasn't a wasteland. The weird thing now is like it's explored and a lot of the places got gentrified. But now it's also there's like even more shit on the street and yeah. just like people just shooting up in broad daylight. Syringes everywhere. So it was like it was unexplored, but there were all these like Korean bars everywhere. And like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Now I'm sounding like total fucking <laughs> reminiscent boomer Gen Xer guy. But uh, okay, boomer. It, was, it was very interesting because, yeah, you'd go around and like people would be like, where were you? The tenderloin? Like, yeah, I, I have a studio down there because it's cheap. Like, isn't that dangerous? And like, no, it's not really that actually that dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of crazy, weird places where like nobody goes into. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to find any SF douches there because it was like people didn't hang out there. I don't know if it's, I doubt it's still like that. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of those places are long gone. But I remember at the time, you know, what was that one that gay bar was like a drag bar? Aunt Charlie's. Aunt Charlie's. No one ever went to Aunt Charlie's unless you knew where that place was and you're comfortable walking through the loin to get there. And nobody knew it was, nobody, I mean, dra- transvestites knew it was there, but nobody else did. But the, and now I'm sure if it's still there, it's probably just a total scene of people like going in there for Instagram photos. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But I mean, at the time, I remember being like, it's a great date place because you could go there. Girls are always impressed because it's like, yeah, I'm a urban pioneer i'll take you to i'll take you to aunt charlie's baby but it was like you'd have a table your drinks were cheap you could finger her and no one cared there's a drag show yeah and there's a drag show but anyway yeah i think in japan we're probably gonna do a lot of the touristy stuff we're in tokyo for like 10 days my uh friend danny though wow he, that's a long trip a long trip yeah my friend are danny you just in like one hotel or are you sort of you said you're in tokyo but are you are you going to different Right. Hey, I don't know why I'm making this complicated. Are you in one <laughs> so, hotel? What are you trying to say here? Yeah, no, I I have my own room and he's got his own room. So we're saying the one hope like for the week. Wait, but who's go you said Joe's not going, so who who is going with you? What's a bunch of dude? I don't know if you know some of these guys. So the one guy that's over there, that one guy do you know that guy Marlin that hangs out with Joe? I feel like that name sounds familiar. You I might have met him. Yeah. Uh, he's going. Uh Okay, there, there are Danny's going. going. No, there's like fu- there's like four that. dudes that are going, and then also the people that that live there. So it's kind of like a dudes kind of thing, like a a, a stag trip sort of. Um, but yeah, so we're staying. We got a hotel room. Uh, for the don't whole take time. pictures of the geisha girls as they're walking down the street. Apparently, that's uh, that was that very rude. <laughs> I mean, oh. not that you would in America. You'd just be like, oh, I'm fucking going to take a picture. That's a weird thing. But I guess it's very rude to do yeah, that. Yeah, but they come over here and take pictures of everything. Eh, turn about eye so for I'm, an eye. Go for yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be in Tokyo for like 10 days. And then I might, you know, it might be worth it to go to like some of the others. Because you could take like bullet trains and shit like that I've heard about. So I'm trying to figure that out. Like if there's other places to go check out that aren't like, you know, overnight trips. 
So I, I don't know. But one thing I'm definitely going to do is try to get groped on one of these trains. You're going to wear like a short skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear a Japanese schoolgirl outfit. <laughs> you should like take a wig with like pigtails it says here though if you don't feel confident because the best way to stop a chican is to yell stop touching my body like really loudly in english or japanese i'm thinking japanese because but you're supposed to yell but if you don't feel confident about that you can use women only passenger cars which i don't think i could unless i'm dressed like a japanese schoolgirl another reason Um, to dress like a japanese schoolgirl. yeah i wonder if they do that if i'm like i'm transitioning and i should be able to do that but i don't know this is what i'm saying i don't think japan is on board yet with the whole transitioning thing but but unless you're like like, an entertainer and then it's a big joke and they're laughing at you i think they're down with that kind of stuff but they're not down with like actual people being lgbt it's so weird though because they have like fucking orgasm game shows have you ever see that where the guy like yeah yeah i know yeah but it's just, it's like, so we, we're not that old in that when we were in college, it was like starting to be like, people would be like, I'm a sexual studies major or whatever. I'm getting the terminology wrong, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, gender Like that studies. existed when we were in college. Every girl or guy I ever knew who was into like, had some like sexuality studies major or minor was like the most sexually repressed person I've ever met. Yeah. Or like they're just, they were... Set, you know, uh, closeted and they hadn't come out yet. Well, yeah, that's sexually repressed. <laughs> it's just another term for, for that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I think it's the same thing. They're all sexually repressed. So they have some like weird, like in your face game show about like, like, like touching women's boobs. Yeah, it's like, the, the, it's like the whole 40 year old virgin thing where they ask him what a boob feels like. And he's like, it's, it feels like a ba- bag of sand. It's like, they ask Japanese people like, what's the sexiest thing you could do? Like, how about a game show where like 17 women shove their tits through these holes in a, in a big board and some old guy comes and touches them all. That's sexy, right? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's really sexy. Okay. Well, bye. I wonder if they're going to have like some kind of sexual revolution when it's like all this stuff that is like, you know, hidden and repressed and kept under under underground just comes to the forefront. Like at like Times Square in the seventies in New York. Could you know? be, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So I, the I other thing part, part I think like with the geisha thing, like that is kind of sexy, right? I think like before you know, World War Two, when they were still like had the like, like, you know, the emperor and like the samurai culture was kind of still in place. I think they had their like sexuality thing figured out. And then like like the atomic bombs and everything and just having their whole country taken over by the allies. Well, basically by the United States. Like that's when yeah, they got into all these like weird cutesy US. cartoon things. I also read that that's when they got like really cracked down on drugs and that's what, like, it fucked up their heads hmm. as, a, as a society. Well, so to avoid being touched on a train here, so you, you should avoid wearing thin clothes. <laughs> theme we're talking about. Which show your skin. I'm just getting through it. Uh, yeah. Which show your skin or tight clothes, because you can't wear tight clothes, or then you deserve to get touched. Um, you should avoid commuting on the same route. Uh, you should hold the newspaper in your hand. Because what I guess the fuck we, does that have to do with it? I guess you could smack him with a newspaper like a dog. Like a dog on the nose. <laughs> it says carry a security buzzer and keep it handy. What is what is that? Like a like a stun gun? Well, I mean, we have like the rape whistles over here. I assume it's like that. Like it makes a oh, noise. Oh, okay. Actually, that's a good idea. Like like an alarm. 
Or you can ring a mobile call noise when you're being molested to attract attention from other passengers. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've, I read some article as I was doing some research. It said that there was a video, I guess, on a train where this one Japanese schoolgirl got touched and the guy got off the train and like 20 Japanese schoolgirls just chased this guy down and like were stomping on him. Could you imagine that? That's that guy's fantasy. Right, I think that's in Kentucky Fried Movie, right? Was it? Where all the naked chicks are chasing the guy off the cliff. Is that Kentucky Fried Movie or is it Amazon Women on the Moon? It's one of those movies. I don't know. I haven't seen either one of those in years. <laughs> They're amazing. I think I just they, watched them. I got to watch it. Was that the same dudes that did uh, Airplane, right? Uh, Zuckerberg? I not believe Zuckerberg. Amazon Zuckerberg. Women on the Moon might not be what Kentucky Fried Movie was, yeah. But they're all in the same vein. But yeah, dude, it's a weird country. I'm looking forward to checking it out. And I'm thinking when I come back, I'm probably going to be one of those weeaboos. You're going to have like a kimono that you wear on your house. And like, like nobody's allowed to wear their fucking shoes in your house. And you have like a tatami mat. And all your, you get rid drink. of all your furniture and you have to sit on the floor. I'm only going to be drinking Japanese whiskey and watching <laughs> anime and being really like like snobbish about it. Like oh yeah, this, of course. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much. And only listening to I mean, like, what what's the point of doing metal? any of that shit if you're not going to be really snobbish about it? <laughs> <laughs> I like this term though. It's like a weeaboo is western a western person who's obsessed with Japanese culture, especially anime, often right. regarding as superior to all other cultures. I mean, this is like, like a 25-year-old concept, right? You're not breaking ground here. I know, but I just think it's funny that there's like, you know, that's a thing. It's been a thing for 25 years, and it's still a thing now. It's still a thing, right? Yeah, fucking stupid. Anyway. I mean, well, some guys, I mean, they they want, especially American dudes, they want that sort of pay, go back to that patriarchal, everything is controlled. I mean, if you watch anime, some of it's like visually cool, but the stories are very, it's like there's rules, and it's very basic, and it's, you know what I mean? Like, straightforward. Yeah, all of it. It's, it's that's just what like those a dudes are into. narrative. Yeah, I've, like, I've never yeah. been into that. Uh, anyway, People's Episode 713 here is Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. Uh, my friend Danny's going to be subbing that part of the show. Um, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hi, this is Wolford Brimley. And if you're anything like me, you can't get enough of Sick and Wrong. Sick and Wrong helps me with my diabetes. How's that? Because I subscribe to Second Wrong's Patreon. I get extra shows, extra phone calls, and it's just the right thing to do to support these two dirty fucking Jews. Again, I'm Wilford Brimley, signing off for Second Wrong. Sign up for the Patreon. So we got some stories to get to here. Uh, we have Danny uh, subbing this week's show. Thanks for being on the show there, Danny. You're more than welcome. Are you uh, ready for the Tokyo trip? I, I, I think mostly I am. Yeah. You've, never, you've never been to any of the Asian countries, have you? Uh, China. I went you to went to China? China? Yeah. When did you go to China? China? Uh, 2001, 2002, something like that. I went to Shanghai. For, for what? Trip. Just just vacation. You yeah. went there for work. Yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. Our work occasionally sent people out there for China to yeah. China, but I've never been. Yeah, me neither. I'm not. I'm not important enough to go there. <laughs> neither am I. I yeah, to go for free, I guess yeah. would work. 
Um, did you like it? Was it cool? Yeah, I really liked China. It was kind of crazy. Shanghai is kind of one of those modern places and, you know, uh, where they're constantly putting up like a new building every other day, like skyscraper. And, and every single one looks different. Did you end up having to use one of those squat toilets? No. <laughs> How'd you avoid that? I thought that's all they had there. No, because it was like, we stayed in the uh, the Pudong Shangri-La, which is... The Pudong. Yeah, Shangri-La, Shangri as we would probably know it, as over there it was pronounced something like Shangri-La. Anyway, um, but the Pudong was the district of Shanghai or the area that we were staying in. It was one of the tallest there. Um, is it very modern or something? Yeah, it was just like a normal modern hotel. You could have been in any country in the world, except you had all these crazy buildings around you because some of them look like spaceships in Shanghai that I'm sure half of them are going to fall down in the next 10 years. But Yeah, because they were built so quickly. You know, uh, P-Town, my friend P-Town and, uh, and uh, Captain Carl, who's been on the show a few times, uh, they went there back in like 2004. And I remember I was working at the strip club at the time, but they went for like a month. Like toured all over mainland China, and I was working at the strip club at the time, so there's no way I could. I had the money, but I, there's no way I could have gone because if you go away for like longer than a week, you're gonna lose. Not even longer than four days, you'll lose all your shifts. Oh god! So I couldn't end up going. But the way they just like both those guys are like six foot seven. And he said it was so weird walking around there because they were like the tallest people ever, especially in like the very rural areas of China. Yeah. He also said that uh, there were a lot of hookers. Did you get approached by any hookers? No, I didn't. Damn it. I was I was I was there with my wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were married so, at the time. So. I was married at the time. So maybe that's maybe why. that's why. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just two dudes. But they were saying like, God, there are tons of hookers. But their tour guide, because I guess uh, they had like some guided tours in the mainland China area, was like, you don't want to fuck these girls. He's like, you'll get AIDS. And they're like, okay, <laughs> I think we'll probably. Oh, we're not that interested anyway. But that's uh, thanks for the uh, the heads up there. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be like that in Japan. I'm pretty stoked about Japan. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I I am too. I would just wish we'd maybe plan for a better time of the year so we could have got up somewhere like Mount Fuji and stuff. But Oh yeah, it's, is it pretty, it's probably pretty cold. I heard it's like yeah. New York cold yeah, oh right God. now. Yeah, Ugh. I know being in California. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to hanging out with like Johnny, Got Faded, um... Adam from Tokyo is a lot of uh, we have a lot of podcast listeners that live there unbelievably so that, that'd be kind of cool to, to connect with them um, I know you're uh, really what, what are you stoked about the gerbil cafe or something <laughs> you've been like I want to get the gerbil cafe and I'm like okay you might want to do that by yourself <laughs> no, I want to do the Mario Kart thing and you don't want to do it uh, there's no way I'm fucking putting on a, like a Luigi outfit you, you don't have to wear the outfit that is like you can just do the tour around Tokyo and oh drive my God, around that Tokyo. That is so lame. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not even go I don't even like regular go-karts around a track. Come on, I'll let you be Peach. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> 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 Fucking toadstool or whatever. What is that one? <laughs> What's that thing? I don't know. Oh, it's so lame. Yeah. I'll be fucking hanging out at the, uh, what's that, the robot stripper bar? I'll do that. That's touristy enough for me. Oh. Really? You, you're the one that said you wanted to go to the cat cafe, which is like so fucking lame. No, I want to I go, to, I go to the owl. Cafe. That's where I want to go. Yeah. The owl cafe. That's just pretty cool. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but this week, thanks for being on the show. Got to pre-record some episodes. Uh, Harrison actually will be doing his own solo episode, which 
he's never done the whole time he's done the show. So I'm interested to see how that turns out. I was thinking about it because I know Johnny uh, from the Got Faded podcast, who's been on this show before in the past, was like, hey, we could record a podcast. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll be on your show. Maybe we'll do some Patreon content. But I don't, I'm fucking vacation. I don't want to do a second wrong show. So Harrison, not this week's episode, um, in, in two weeks, episode 715, it's going to be a Harrison solo episode. And I think he might have a co-host, one of his friends do it. It'll be interesting to see what he does with it. I'm I think in- it'll be good. I'm interested to see if it'll actually happen. <laughs> well, because some of the most, like, that's the thing. I've, I've only missed a few shows, like a handful of shows. Uh, when I was on a vacation with my father back in 2006, and then I think when my father died, I actually missed a couple of shows. And so Lance's solo shows were some of the most, like, notorious episodes. Because not that they were good, they were just memorable. Because of what, like, like one of them, he did, uh, like, he didn't even bother to get a co-host. Like, Lance did, like, a 30-minute episode that was just him reading the book A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. (laughs) It was, like, an Andy Kaufman routine or something. But he was serious about it. It was just him, like, from, he's like, yeah, Dee's not here today, so it's me doing the podcast. And he just read for 30 minutes A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. And that was it. There were no calls. I'm half expecting Harrison to do something like this. He's gonna, here's some of my slam poetry from when yeah, I was I wonder 13. What, <laughs> or like read some uh, like some free verse. Like, but I don't I don't know what he's gonna do, and I'm interested to find out. So that that's gonna be interesting. But anyway, this week we've uh, we've done this episode, and thanks for being on it. Uh, so the first story we have here. This is my worst nightmare. This is my worst nightmare. I don't really know what I would do if this happened to me. I think I would murder someone. I think I would murder, and I think it'd be a justifiable homicide. Uh Uh-oh. If it happened. California woman, you might have heard of this. California Uh woman claims man poured a bucket of hot feces on her head. And she says she has some really bad PTSD now. Post-traumatic stress diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) A California woman, this happened in L.A., kind of where I used to live yeah like on Hollywood yeah sort of a little further towards the uh, Walk of Fame but still towards Thai Town so it was kind of close to where I used to live so I mean this could have happened to me a California woman said she'd been suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder after a homeless man poured a bucket of hot diarrhea over her head near the Hollywood Walk of Fame do you think it was really hot I mean, it's. I mean, it could have just been the outside temperature. I mean, it may have been 100 degrees that day. It might have just been sat out there. Just all sitting day, out just there. Steaming. Because and... think about it. I mean, the guy had been like shitting in this thing. In order to pour a bucket, that's a lot of diarrhea. Yeah. But a... at the same time, it's like, yeah. I mean, I guess I've had Taco Bell and I probably shit close to it, like half a bucket of diarrhea before. Um, I actually read that it's not, it wasn't a bucket. You know, I think, and maybe the semantics, but it was a Folgers coffee can. All right. So that's not quite a bucket. Oh, it's okay. a very large can. Okay. So when I originally read this story, because I'm not reading the one, I don't think I read the one that you're reading. I think I read it on the BBC or something. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like a bucket. And I was just picturing just like a big white bucket. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, I read it was a Folgers coffee can. But that being said, it's a very large can. It's not like you right. know, a beer can full of shit you're talking about like still probably like close to a gallon of shit a gallon of diarrhea yeah you know I think it's funny how the media picked up on this story because Fox News just loves to say like California's overrun with homeless people and it's like so if you could you could do a story like this they're just gonna like 
you is know, the homeless guy page. still alive? Yeah, he is actually. Uh, he must be white. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm yeah, surprised, surprised yeah. a cop didn't shoot him on sight. Heidi Van Tassel, who she's a screenwriter too. She, she should write. She should write a movie about this one horror movie uh, she said the incident occurred as she was leaving dinner with her boyfriend and a friend in hollywood a few months ago as they walked to their car in a parking garage she went to her she went to the car in hollywood she went to her parked car in hollywood boulevard that was about 10 steps away from the restaurant i started to open up my door i heard a swooshing sound what was he, a fucking vampire or something? <laughs> like a cape? Like, <laughs> I heard a swooshing sound, looked up, and there's a man standing in front of me. He said nothing, but he proceeded to physically attack me. He threw me in my car as I was facing him, and I went to get up, and he pushed me down again, and then pulled me out by my shirt the whole time, saying nothing. I thought I was about to, like, he was either about to kill me or rape me, which makes sense. My yeah. question is, where the fuck's your boyfriend? I know. Oh, it said that they went to the car park to their car, but would you kind of, I mean, would you walk your girl well, to her car? I, I mean, she said it was 10 steps away from the restaurant. It's like, fuck, I, if I'm even on a date with some girl I never want to see again, I make sure the Uber picks her up first. Yes, yeah. or I'm going to walk her to her car and be like, right. all right, all right, you know, I'll see you later, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to, I'm not going to be like, yeah, just go to your car. Who gives a shit? It's fucking typical LA dude here, yeah. you know? Um, instead, so the guy pulled her out of the car. She thought she was about to either be murdered or raped. Instead, the guy poured a bucket of diary on her. Just bucket over her. At first, when it hit my face, it was really warm, almost hot. So I thought it was acid. He kept pouring it all over me as I started screaming for help. Wouldn't you fucking run? Wouldn't that, like, activate your fight-or-flight response? Well, the fact that she said he pulled her out of the car makes me think he's bigger or he's stronger than her. So he's probably got a hold of her. So I'm sure she was wanting to fucking run, but... So she then also would you fight? Was... I mean, I, mean... I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've never been in that situation. And I've had fights with guys much bigger than me, but I've never been in a situation like that where... You're just I'm, being covered in diarrhea? Or that I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to get raped or murdered. It's like, I mean, maybe it was a shock, and he's holding on to her while he's just pouring it on her head. But yeah. uh, the man then ran away and just left her in the middle of the road, covered in hot diarrhea. Her car door was still open during the attack, and there's feces even in her vehicle. She said, quote, I couldn't see because his excrement was pouring down my eyelashes. Yeah. So I was just in the road screaming. God. Just, I, I, I read about the eyelashes thing in a different story. And that, just that shit was, that in was the just, eyelashes. It was bad enough that it was like poured over, but then the fact that she could just see and feel this shit dripping off her eyelash. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't even care, dude. I would have ran after this guy covered in shit. I would have been in like completely just seeing red, like that that zone where it's like, I don't even give a shit. I'm going to murder you. I yeah. would have chased this man down and I would have tackled him and I would have smashed his head into a bloody, like a bloody pulp on the, on the concrete. And I don't even think I'd be tried in, for in court because I was covered in diarrhea. I know. <laughs> I'd be like, this guy poured a Folgers coffee can full of diarrhea on me and the jury would be like, that's cool, man. That's good. That's yeah. good that you did that yeah. because now he's not going to do it to anyone else. Yeah. And, that, and, and think about it. This might be, this might be the first 
weird fucked up thing he's done to somebody somebody else this is the start this isn't like he's led his life up to pouring a fucking can of shit on somebody it means he's going somewhere else after this i don't know man i mean to do something like that like the other thing too i was thinking about when i was reading this do you think it's just his shit or do you think it's like a bunch of homeless guys that all shit cumulatively in this can of uh Folgers coffee can like that's the homeless guy's shitter because we'll, they don't have a toilet we'll find out fucking you know it's uh in, a, in another week or so it's that it'll be that same guy that did bum fights it's not called <laughs> bum shites and it's where he bum pays shites. homeless people to pour shit over fucking white privileged people you got an idea there actually uh-huh. <laughs> that, uh-huh. i would watch that youtube show like a bunch of hollywood assholes that just, uh-huh. you just pick them out be like God. yeah this week we're gonna hire a homeless guy to pour feces all over logan paul you know it's just like that i would watch that show in fact i would donate to a kickstarter for that oh, show God, man that'd be great i wouldn't um Van Tassel grew up in Wisconsin. She's a Midwestern girl and then moved to Texas, now lives in Hollywood. Um, she said that, that when she called 911, the police showed up with a fire department. They had to peel her clothes off wearing hazmat suits and then they hosed her down using a makeshift curtain. Dude, she's like, you remember that scene in E.T. when the hazmat yeah. people came out? She must kind of look like E.T. actually. Well, no, I mean, because the fucking feces can have all kinds of fucking disease in there, right? Well, yeah, she was taken to the hospital and tested for infectious diseases and now has to follow up with testing every three to four months for the next two years. Think about it. Like, Just imagine, well, imagine, uh, well, I don't know if her and her boyfriend are still together, but he's like, hey, <laughs> hey honey, um... <laughs> So about about the fact that you might be infected with some fucking horrible disease I don't want to get and we won't know for sure for the next two years, how about we start using condoms again? <laughs> or how about I leave? Hepatitis, man. No, I mean, seriously, though. I mean, would you not be turned on anymore after you knew that your uh, lady was covered in, like, some bum's hot diarrhea? I think I could get over that. <laughs> As long as I didn't see it, <laughs> but knowing that she might have a fucking disease that's gonna fucking tear tear me a fucking new one, I that might be where I have a problem. You know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so it would be hard for me to be like I I would be like you know what I gotta you gotta take at least one maybe three more showers because now I'm a little nervous about it because I mean dude this shit if it was in her eyelashes like that it probably got in her mouth. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, it was for probably sure. in her mouth. She's probably got pink eye. <sighs> um, oh, and it's probably chunky poor, diarrhea. Think about what homeless people eat. This poor woman. See, this is the kind of situation where it's like they should protect the people in these stories. Because it's like... <laughs> protect the people? What are you going to do? Give her well, like, like an anti-diarrhea like, shield or no, something? No, her name. It's like, do you... Is I mean, that's well, if that's her name out there, it's like, unless it's an alias, right? Now, you know, I was actually... I think she's doing this so like she can garner some sympathy in Hollywood so someone's like, all right, I'll take your shitty screenplay now because <laughs> you got covered in bum shit. You know, I'll do that. But yeah, I was amazed that she actually gave you know gave her name she did interviews with her face because now it's like could you imagine being on a dating app and you found out she was like the diarrhea woman like you got covered in a homeless man's diarrhea i i would i couldn't stop asking her questions about that dude i i 
I tell you what, fucking Jennifer Aniston could cover me in hot diarrhea and you still wouldn't hear about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, if somebody covers me in hot diarrhea, That's I don't kind of hot, though. No, it's, it's not. not. A it's, 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 it's not. No matter what it is, it's like there's no way I would let anybody hear that story and know my name was attached to it. Do you think it tasted like malt liquor? Oh, fucking. <laughs> God damn it. It tastes like malt liquor and refried beans. It probably smelled like Taco Bell, though. That's for sure. So, yeah. So, now she has to be tested every couple of years. So, the man who attacked her was identified in court as a guy named Jer Blessings, a transient with schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. He was charged with battery, taken to jail. Later, found unfit to stand trial and was released. What? <laughs> That's why so he's unfit to stand trial. But the fact that he co he covered in the middle of the day because they said this was at lunch or something. No dinner. Oh, so dinner. Night, okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, boy, is it worse? Is <laughs> it dinner? Well, no, I mean, no. lunch would suck too. It wasn't like two in the morning. Like nobody was on the streets, you know. And he was hiding around a corner waiting for a victim. He just ran out in the middle of the street, grabbed the woman, fucking covered her in hot shit, and. Because he was not fit to stand trial, they just released him. It's like, this guy needs to be in a nut house. Well, that's the thing. No one wants to pay for treatment for these people. No one wants to give them health care. So it's like, what are you going to do? Let's let him out. You know, fuck it. You See, know, it's why, like, why can't the cops shoot these guys instead of just like some random fucking dad of three? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, I mean, that still sucks. But it's like, it's like what the fuck is going on that somebody does something like that? Because, I, I mean, this is... You know what's funny? Uh, a listener, he's going to do worse. Oh, yeah. No, this is just the beginning. Yeah. No, this guy's like a supervillain now. A shitty supervillain. Uh, Louise, a, a listener on our podcast, uh, posted Facebook. She said, Jared Blessings, is that Big Jer? My sister's husband. And is this, he's like, is this Stephanie's secret weapon? But I was thinking, you know, that's, that's a good point you have there because it could be... But you know? isn't isn't your sister the one that has the diarrhea all the time? So it would be reversed. In yeah, this but case. I wonder if my sister just like shits in the bucket and Jerry uses it to dump it on people. Oh, you know, it's like a, it's like they're like the Starkweathers, like a a serial killer couple, a serial shitter couple. Um, Van Tassel said the attack left her both emotionally traumatized and with physical issues, and covered in shit. She had a little bit of both. She says she has really bad PTSD that she's dealing with and she's scared to walk alone at night. Um, I've always thought that PTSD was just for people who've gone to war, but this is a real thing for people who've been, who've been through traumatizing things. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know. I would be like, if it happened to you, I don't think I would stop making jokes. Like, I, I think uh, it'd be tough. For sure. I but would probably not do it maybe, you know, a couple hours after it happened. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, sorry. Was that quote about uh, the trauma from her or from no the trauma she experienced? Well, no, post-traumatic. It's it's not about war. It's it's <laughs> anybody that's had a really traumatic thing. Happen. Well, I think she when you hear PTSD though, you yeah. think it's like someone is in Iraq and they had their legs blown off or saw horrible things. So you think it's always something that happens in the military. But no, it can happen to anybody that experienced trauma. Yeah, or like some fucking. Uh, you know, Californian hipster that doesn't want to hear like fucking some non-binary. Dude, she's probably having diarrhea flashbacks. Okay. 
and nightmares. I, can you can you you imagine like somebody tries to get her in the ice bucket challenge and she just freaks the fuck out? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's happening all over again. This time it's cold. Uh, so the LAPD said that what happened to Van Tassel is actually more common than one might think because there's been an increase in attacks with homeless people. Um, so the number of arrests in 2019 has been 6,677 incidents up from 4,763 yeah. in 2017. Number of violent assault cases, 2,496 in 2019 compared to 1,763. Yeah. Almost I, double. I did, I did see something. I don't know if it was attached to that, but that was fl uh, floating around because of, uh, in LA in particular, it's been rising really rapidly. So is the homeless population, right? Well, that's the thing. And you know, I mean, I've, I think about that. I am very conscious of that. Like, I'm conscious of just, like, when I walk by a homeless person, I'm aware of, like, you know, these people might do something. I'm, I'm aware of not even just homeless people, everyone. Like, when you're walking around the city, especially after you've lived in the city for a while, I think you should always be conscious of your surroundings. Um, but, yeah, with an incident like this, I mean, it could happen to anyone. I would murder the person. I really would. And you know, it, it reminds me of a thought experiment that we used to have on Sick and Wrong years ago. Me and Wackerly used to talk about this all the time. So I, I used to say, okay, the, if you think about the three most horrible bodily products that could be poured on you at one time, it boils down to cum, pus, or diarrhea. So if a homeless guy, because think about it, like blood, not as gross as compassaria, you know, vomit, not as gross as compassaria. I mean, I'd rather have vomit on me than a homeless guy's, a bucket of homeless guys come. You know, it's like if you come down to it, it'd be those three. So think about it. If you're walking down the street and it's inevitable that you're going to be covered in a bucket of one of these three substances, what would you choose? Cum, pus, or diarrhea? It's a tough one, man. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It was funny because I think it's in the outtakes. Me and Lance were talking about this. And Lance like immediately chose one. I, I don't want to say it because you could go listen to the outtakes and find <laughs> out. But think about which one you think Wackerly chose. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, for me, it's 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 definitely going to be have to be a toss up between cum and fucking pus. Diarrhea because fecal matter carries so much fucking disease. Pus, pus is all disease. But, but, but I mean, that's it's like thing infectious is, I think, ooze. I think pus is. I don't think it's infectious though. I thought it was because it's coming from some a homeless man's wound, just dripping pus into a bucket for uh, weeks and weeks see i'm i'm more i'm more thinking of like if you have like a cyst or an abscess like and they dead get, white blood cells it and it's like but yeah, yeah like homeless people have possible. huge fucking gross yeah, wounds yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Then and it's then have to be cum, cum? <laughs> it's gonna have to be cum <laughs> so gross so gross it's gonna have to be cum so would your mouth be open the whole time like let's do I, this I, I think at least at least we'll come like if it's out of the body for x amount of time right it's like it's dead. It's mostly water too, isn't it? It's it's, it's, it's not motile. It's not moving. It's not like it's going <laughs> to swim in here. <laughs> either, either way, you know, ideally, I would fucking murder the guy. <laughs> CPR, but, uh, dude. Compass for you. It's the worst <laughs> thing I can even imagine. Anyway, that's like probably one of the most sick and wrong stories I think I've read in a long time. All right, story number two here. Um, this one's actually kind of interesting because I've never, I never really thought about this, but I also didn't know that this is a legitimate defense that people use. Man who choked 
set fire to girlfriend's step-grandfather makes a novel warrior gene defense. Have you ever heard of this, the warrior gene? No. Yeah, I imagine Vikings misuse this. Anthony Yepes was convicted brutally murdering 75-year-old George Ortiz back in 2012, but his lawyers have now argued that he has a genetic predisposition, predisposition to violence that should be factored into the case. He has the warrior gene. So he said that uh, he's been sentenced to 22 years for the slain. Just got sentenced, actually. That's crazy that it lasted that long. Um, but the, So he was sentenced for the 2012 slaying of his girlfriend's step-grandfather. He tried to pin the blame on a warrior gene that supposedly forced him to black out and become like a full-on berserker. So that's... Okay. Now... Is this gene identified in here? Like, was there science to back up? Because I know there's there's such a thing as like a, I'm not sure the exact name, but it's like the sprinter gene. And basically athletes that are like, you know, people like Usain Bolt and stuff like that, uh, they actually have that. They have the sprinter gene. It's yeah. like an identifiable yeah. DNA strand that gives you like straight, sprinting ability. Straight up. And, and I don't remember the exact name of the gene or whatever. I mean, the criminal or warrior gene theory was theorized in 1993 by a Dutch geneticist named Hans Brunner that said some people suffer from a genetic defect crippling a critical enzyme that regulates aggressive behavior. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't disbelieve knowing as fucked up as all the kind of mental issues that people have you know from bipolar me with narcolepsy all that and it usually is it's down to like freaking enzyme and chemicals something's not out there yeah but like if there was a warrior gene i'm sure like somebody like fucking 23 me or whoever would have identified it by now i mean it's it seems like it's definitely a, a possibility right. i mean it's, it definitely seems like it's within the realm of reason you know so at his trial, a judge rejected his defense request to present scientific testimony to reinforce the claim that Yepes possessed a so-called warrior gene and had a predisposition for violence. So he's convicted of second-degree murder um, by, a San, by a Santa Fe journey for pummeling, choking, and then setting fire to his girlfriend's sickly 75-year-old step-grandfather named George Ortiz after dousing him in oil inside his senior housing complex and setting the guy on fire. So I don't understand how is that second degree murder? Why isn't that like straight up first degree murder? Because there's no premeditation. It just happened. And so, then he oh, so out. second is supposed to be because he didn't plan it. Intentional murder that lacks premeditation. That's what a second degree murder is. Because everything he did sounded like planned. The way he covered him in oil, choked well, him, did all this. Wow. So when he was when he was called to testify, he said he could only remember bits and pieces of what happened. He claimed he didn't know how he ended up squaring off against the step grandfather of his girlfriend, uh, Jenny Sandoval. He said apparently the elderly man was experiencing signs of dementia and taking multiple oxidation, uh, uh, medications and using oxygen to breathe. So yeah, so like this guy was like severely, you know, had medical issues, severe medical issues. I mean, he had like an, an oxygen tank, he had dementia, you know, I mean, dementia patients, don't get me wrong, they are annoying. <laughs> 
I mean, I've been around a few in my yeah. time. Uh, they are annoying. They can be very violent and aggressive. I'm but very, you're, yeah. you know, you understand that it's an, old, an elderly person that's not sound of mind. Whereas this guy, fucking how old is this dude? He was like 22 years old. He's 22? You know? Yeah. And he claims that he oh, just like fucking lost that, it. Put that cunt to death. <laughs> so he said that once, so he attacked the guy, he squared off, didn't remember why. And once he was atop of him and he found the elderly man just bloody and dead, he came to his own senses. And he said, quote, I thought I must have blacked out. I'm getting up on my knees. There's blood oozing, just pouring out of the back of this man's head. And I had no idea what happened. So the prosecutor reminded jurors at the time that even if Yepes, you know, with his warrior gene, lost consciousness, he and his girlfriend still had the wherewithal to think about covering their tracks by packing up the possessions and dousing the scene in oil before setting it ablaze. So, I mean, obviously they're covering their tracks, so there's got to be some, like, guilt there, you know? Well, the fact that his girlfriend help cover his tracks when this is supposed to be her grandfather she's known her entire life that just got murdered by a guy she's probably known a year makes me think that this was premeditated and they there was fuck all to do with any warrior gene well she rolled on him immediately she as part of her plea deal she testified against him saying that yeah he was the guy that uh you know he was he just went out of his mind and just beat the man to death oh i bet you she was fucking in on it of course she rolled in on him. This is a... He's, I think he's it comes probably down some to fucking it. simpleton and she was just fucking manipulating him to get what she wanted. She's probably named in the fucking will of her grandfather. And they're going to get this guy like, did the murder. They're going to get like a thousand dollars or something. And so and then, she'll get the money then. Uh, they found him... Jurors found him responsible for the homicide, sentenced him to 22 years. But an appeals court ruled in July that the trial judge should have permitted the expert testimony. They ruled that the judge at the trial may have faltered by excluding the enzyme defense that the defense argued showed there is no way for him to have premeditation. So there's no way for him to have premeditation because he has this predisposition for violence. No, no, but but that doesn't... that. Oh, God, that's such a bullshit excuse. Just, just to say that he has a predisposition to violence doesn't mean he can't premeditate something. It's like... It would be one thing if he had fucking memento disease, you know, and couldn't remember the, every, everything that happened two minutes ago. Then you could say he can't or short-term memory loss, yeah. yeah. But the fact that he's a normal thinking adult who goes into fucking rages is... Well, that's the thing. He sees red, just goes... In. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if I think I don't have a warrior gene, but I would have, I would have like acted like I did if I got covered in some homeless man's diarrhea. Right. I think I would just would have been like, next thing you know, it's like, yeah, he's dead. And <laughs> yeah, but you would I had have no still idea. been covered in a hot diarrhea. And that, that is true. So people with this damaged chromosome are prone to impulsive violence. And I guess the traits pass down from uh, mother to son. So it is, it is common. Well, it's not common, but it is something that has occurred. And, you know, I mean, it's, in the scientific community, they have, they have uh, pinpointed this, this gene. So, I mean, it's okay. Uh, so, so they're saying the gene is legit. Yeah. But have, did they, have they said that this guy, have they got proof that this guy's got it and that there's, uh, well, that's the problem. Studies? They, like the defense was planning on the address or uh, planning on presenting this, but they were foreclosed from the right to even present the theory. And while it's a theory, it should still be presented to the jury. 
I mean, think about it. Joe Rogan, if he was on that jury, he would have been like, yeah, I get it. It's true. I got the warrior gene. I just think the, this almost should be the Joe Rogan defense. I think it would probably work. Um, I mean, it's grounds for let the jurors consider the evidence. I mean, the jurors should like, if you think about it, I mean, if the, it, that's, I'm always amazed with defense attorneys and their creativity to come up with a defense for someone who's obviously a murderer, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and it's like, Is that oh, the gene right there? Yeah, it's called, I, I looked it up. It's called, mon, I don't know, what is this? Monoamine oxidase A. Also that, known as MAO-A, an enzyme that in humans is encoded by this gene. Two neighboring gene members that blah, 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 blah. I mean, for his lawyer, the dopamine. warrior gene theory means that it's just more of a fair trial for you, Pez. It could become the wave of the future in courtroom cases involving aggressive behavior. I mean, think about it. How many people would just be like, yeah, I beat the shit out of my girlfriend it killed her because I got the warrior gene. You Yay, know, it's like, I I'm see red and I go berserk. I start murdering people. This does say that the gene has been associated with a variety of other psychiatric disorders, including antisocial behavior. Prosecutors remain skeptical. Call the warrior gene defense a novel and unsubstantiated theory. Yep. But the theory has been around for some time, but no appellate court has ever accepted it. So it's weird that this is up for appeal again. I mean, I guess you have this finding of an abuse of discretion, but it's risky. So the appeals are granted uh, over the summer, and now it's uh, moved before the state Supreme Court. So it'll be interesting to see how they decide whether or not you know, the warrior gene is valid. I mean, I don't know. Well, even even a cur uh, cursory glance going through that about the gene that they're claiming, let's say sounds spurious it, to me. It, it's like Alzheimer's, fucking aggression. There's a bunch of different things that it can be related to, but it doesn't say murderous rampage. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's like, oh God, it's like, yeah, I I I don't know. I honestly don't know why, as a society, we. <clears throat> give a fuck about the reason that somebody did something horrible like that they did it let's just put them down what <laughs> god you're just all about capital punishment i mean let's just fucking, murder them he he, he, he murdered yeah dump person. a hot bucket of diarrhea you're dead uh, he he was clear he clearly fucking somebody that does that to like a 75 year old guy that's probably fucking sitting in a wheelchair on an yeah. oxygen tank come on I mean, it's like, obviously... But, There's any I mean, reason for him to still be pulling air right now? But you could still argue that the guy wasn't in possession of his own senses in order to even square up against a guy what like did, that. What does that matter? Well, and, I mean... Unless you've, got, unless you've got some way to take people out of society that um, will, you know, that are not in their right senses and yet they murder children, old ladies, old guys, whatever the fuck Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. This opens up a Pandora's box for yeah. defense. So now it's like a defense attorney. He's like, yeah, yeah, this guy is aggressive and, you know, you know, beat this person to death because he's got the warrior gene. He, he's a warrior. We and that's need, what happens. We need a little island. Just like yeah. all those sci-fi movies have just plunked them all. Put all the warrior genes, the um, warrior gene people over there. The <laughs> Let them fight it out. All them, put them all there and let them fucking kill each other. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, people, you can send in your own story. Stick around podcast at gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032. Believe it or not, I actually got Wackerly to stick around to do the phone calls. He wouldn't do stories 
but he was down to do the phone calls. So we got Wackerly coming up next with that. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, so I was trying to find calls that you could be, you don't have to know the background on. Because remember how like back in the day when we did calls, it was like. Right, like if I didn't know who Trekker Paul is, I might not know what he's saying when he says lick my balls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to know like, the background. <laughs> these calls were like episodic in a way. But yeah. I don't think the episodes are that confusing. Okay. <laughs> You gotta put, the, you know, you gotta oh, make the connection. The moon, he, uh, the ball Japan, he doesn't like to shit when his boss comes in the bathroom. <laughs> I just, I, I just don't want you to be confused to understand. That. You know, in the dark about any of this. But this, yeah, this first right. caller here, she actually um, was a caller back. I think she recently called, but she hadn't called in the years. So she was a caller who used to call in when you did the show. Her name's Ange from Northern California, and so she, here she is calling about. I guess her mother had like a sexual relationship with David Crosby. Don't try to don't try to picture that too much. I'm picturing it. Hi Dee. Hi Harrison. It's Anne in Northern California. Um so my mom was the one that dated David Crosby for a little while. I think it was I think it was nineteen seven. Yep, my mom. What did she say <laughs> the year was? Sixty seven? I think I think so. I think she's like Doing a thin, she's thinly veiling the truth here, and I think this might actually be a recent sexual liaison she had with David Crosby. Now, do you want to know? Just before you start playing, you want to know because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and I I did know this, but now I did I'd forgotten it. What the one of the funniest things about David Crosby is his mustache. <laughs> nope. Well, that's clearly that's just given. <laughs> so Melissa Etheridge, remember her? She's oh yeah, a yeah, yeah. Singer. She's pretty had a lot of hits. She's a lesbian though. And so her and her wife wanted to have a kid, and they so they were like, got to have artificial insemination, <laughs> no right? Way. And they picked David Crosby as the biological father. <laughs> they got his cum, and Melissa Etheridge put it into her wife. And they and, had his kid? Yeah. Like, of all the people you could pick, they're what? like, Out David all, Crosby. Like, what? I don't even understand this. Like, what about Neil Young? If I was what Neil Young, Art I'd be like, Garfunkel fuck you. Or or yeah. Paul Simon. Paul no, Simon, like, Lyle Lovett. I mean, maybe, they, to be honest, maybe they asked all those people, and they're like, no, we're not giving you our call. And David Crosby's <laughs> the first one who'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but David Crosby was probably so fucked up on the weed and the Yeah, uh, because he has massive, like, dr- like, like, psychological drug problems. That's probably going to pass on the kid. Uh, what about Neil Diamond, you know? Like, yeah. He's, like, he's clean ah, and sober guy. Well, yeah. Tom Waits also. Has, oh, he's well, kind of a drug issue. Act right, Tom Waits. He probably doesn't have any issues. Yeah, Tom Waits. Whatever. I don't Neil know. Neil Diamond, but Elvis Neil Diamond Costello. Yeah, Elvis <laughs> Costello. Singers, singer songwriters. I would pick. I do Over wonder David what the Crosby. list was and how far they got down it before they were like David. It, like David but maybe Bowie's he was the no. first guy. Maybe he was the first guy. Iggy maybe Pop. He was just like that's it, man. He. We're lesbians, but if I was gonna have sex with a dude, and it if I'm gonna David have a kid, Crosby. the dad's gonna be. David Crosby. I'm surprised they didn't actually just have sex. 
Like and, and just forego the artificial insemination. Just have like that, a banana. Why does that surprise you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why, why not? The, why not just do that at that? Because they're lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> David Crosby's cool with that, though. Yeah, anyway. he would be cool with it. That's not the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think lesbians need to like open their minds a bit. All right. Their minds and their uh, my mom was awesome. Of course, she's long gone now. Um, but she probably wouldn't have ever told me about it, except for I had gone to a bridge school benefit. That was Neil Young's um, benefit for his kid that had autism or something, and that was his school. Do you remember that? that Neil Young did a yeah, bridge school. No, it still happens every year. It's a big deal. Yeah, and like they do it like at a like festival. Yeah, it's not, not not in the English sense where people camp out. I think it's like a one day, but shoreline band thing. Yeah, it's like it's shoreline and it's like it's a bunch of shoreline. famous people. I went one year. I don't remember when. Who but, played? Besides uh, Neil Young, I think like oh, Soundgarden played. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and uh, Neil Young. We got we got free tickets to it. There are a couple other people. I forget. It was a while ago. It was like in probably two thousand four. Right, but I don't know. Um, so a lot of San Francisco bands like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club played Brian Jonestown I forget who else but they played for it's a benefit so, and it's I don't know I don't, his kid doesn't have autism his kid has something else I think it but, is autism is it autism? I thought he had like cerebral palsy or something no it's a it's like a brain <laughs> developmental thing huh god damn it dude your dogs never shut up no, do you have to don't. deal with that all day? hey shut the fuck up they want to eat <laughs> at dinner time yeah. alright and I ended up sitting next to Bill Graham, and oh, I was, you know, starstruck for sure. And I was telling my Bill mom about Graham. it, and I think that's where she was like, "Whoa, you think that's cool? <laughs> this is what I did and dated <laughs> David Crosby, but dated. <laughs> I don't care about the dating so much. Do you think David Crosby though just had like a shitload of groupies? Do you think he took her to like Denny's or the Olive Garden or something? <laughs> or a <laughs> the movie? Red Lobster? Yeah, Red Lobster. <laughs> um, but I ended up partying with a lot. Harrison was talking about not wanting to party with egos. I ended up partying with a lot of celebrities and um, Look at the always dropping. had a great time. Um, like who? You know, some stars of Miami Vice and Rocky Horror Picture. <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs. No, she clearly means uh, Don Johnson. Yeah, Don Johnson. Because he would have been doing, um, what was the show in San Francisco? What was it called? Oh, Shit. Nash Bridges. From? Nash Bridges around yeah. the same time. Yeah, Nash uh, Bridges. What's the other guy's name? Edward Philip James Michael Olmos. Thomas? No, Edward James Olmos, right? <laughs> the guy who played, uh, I don't remember which one was Crockett. Tubbs. Which one was no, Crockett was Don Johnson. He had three names. It was like Philip Michael Thomas or Michael T Michael. Philip Thomas or some shit is like that. that? I, don't that know. I don't know. I don't think you ever came Lorenzo Lamaze, the renegade. No. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that <it>. show? Cheech. <laughs> Cheech. Cheech was in Nash Bridges too. Oh, she probably but did. But she, she specified uh, Miami Vice though. Sorry. Yeah. True show. Catch 22. Um, they were all a blast, but... Catch 22. Um, some country western. Catch 22 stars. is one of those movies that has like every famous person in it. If you haven't seen it in a yeah, long time, I don't time. think I've seen that movie 
like Mike Lee directed like it or something. And it's got like it's got yeah. like Bob Newhart. It's got Anthony Perkins. It's got Art Garfunkel. It's got Alan Arkin. I'm just going off the top of my head. It's got uh, who's the guy who's in? Uh, who played the president in the West Wing? And he was in. Uh, oh wait, uh, Charlie or Robert, uh, Michael Sheen or uh, the the dad? Yeah, the dad, Sheen, yeah. Charlie Sheen. And I, I haven't Martin even got. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> there's there's so many famous people in that movie. That's all. I'm so saying. It's, you know, I gotta watch that again because that book is amazing. Charles Grodin. Oh, Grodin's in it too. Wow. Thing <laughs> about gambling um, and their kids. Anyways, um, and the best part was we had a dog that uh, was bred by Hunter S. Thompson, and he came out and delivered it. That was wow. That guy was wait. Hunter S. Thompson delivered. Oh, they had a puppy from Hunter S. Thompson. I don't think he like birthed it. <laughs> I was picturing he, like, like brought it in his truck. He's like push, push. God damn it! He's got his, his fucking cigarette holder. Kicking the bitch in the stomach. Wow. It's a female dog. <laughs> you didn't know. Trap. But anyways, those are all a bunch of stories for another time. Wait, did it? Did her mom have sex with all these people? Or did she meet them <laughs> through David no, Crosby? No, her mom only porked David Crosby. <laughs> but she ended up meeting all these famous people and partying with them because she lived in Marin around the same time. I mean, Marin was like, you know, the crazy rock area. Oh, the Grateful Dead? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if like there was like a, you know, a swinger scene. It was the 70s, you know? But is she talking about the 70s? <laughs> well, she's she saying got... she got to meet, but growing up, like, she got yeah, to meet all her. these people. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, and, of course, the good one was Bob Madigan. That was off the call. Bob tell you Madigan? The first time I met him. So What? Anyways, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Love you guys. Her mom had sex with Bob Madigan? Once again. <laughs> she <laughs> met Bob Madigan. But I never heard that. How does he fit in with those other people? Like, I don't think Bob Madigan's ever been to Marin. Do you? I wonder if she was part of the scene though, because Bob Madigan, you know, was in all the the weird counterculture music scene. scene. Yeah, yeah, the art rock scene. Like, what was what was band? Fluff Girl? Fluff Girl was his band. Fluff Girl was his. Band. Frank he was Moore in a bunch the of erotic all stars. Oh yeah, he was in a bunch of bands back then. Do you remember seeing his band like playing in an alley off of Sixth Street? Yeah, it's my only video I have on my YouTube account. Yeah. <laughs> go go to Blaring Foghorn or whatever. I don't even remember what the fuck it's called. And you can find that video. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a, that was a long time ago. We don't actually appear in it because I'm videoing it and I you're standing you... next to me. And I'm not like, and here's D. Simon. Because <laughs> back then it wasn't all about like promoting yourself on the internet. It was just like, oh, I'm going to put this weird video up. Yeah, just someone to check it out. Today, if I did that video today, we, I'd have it would be like a selfie video of us standing there in front of the band the whole time, and the band playing behind us, and you've right, at tagged right. me, right? At we least weren't twice. That, we weren't that sophisticated back then. I no. just videotaped Bob's band playing and then uploaded it. We weren't savvy on the social yet, you know. <laughs> Not yet. Savvy on the social. <laughs> savvy on the social. Well, thank you there, Anne from North, Northern California. I would like to know though how you know Bob Madigan. Like, what was the connection there? Did you play in his band? Did you play, like, tambourine? Also, if you have any uh, inside info about David Crosby getting a turkey based off his own Melissa Etheridge's wife's vagina. Did I Melissa really Eth- care about that. Yeah, did Melissa Etheridge's kid have any contact with Crosby as, like, his dad? Like, did, did they ever meet him? That's what I wonder. Huh. It's not like they're trying to hide it, so I would think yes. 
Yeah, I just wonder if he had any role. Even when it was, like, happening, I think I, I remember, he, like, in real time, they were, like, uh, you know, their publicists were, like, oh, well, yes, we're getting David Crosby's jizz. That's so weird. I, I just wonder who else was on that list. Because Crosby, to me, would be towards <laughs> she the She might be. I mean, Melissa Etheridge could be offended. She'd be, like, he was the only one on the list. I doubt it. What kind of an operation do you think we're running here? <laughs> not renting out my wife's vagina for just any old gum he would be towards the bottom just underneath bob madigan all right all right moving on here your personal list yeah like if you're shooting blanks and you you and i need yeah i need some i need a donor wants to have a kid (laughs) you can have a big list are you what are you worried that you're not going to make the list I do not want to be on the list. <laughs> I'll give you a case of high life. Okay, I'll be on the list. You're going to have right. come for high life. <laughs> this next call here, um, the wad. So this guy, I don't want to give you too much background because I don't really, you don't really care. I don't really but care. He's this weird Arab dude that calls in about his weird dad who owned a convenience store. Wait, so wait, wait. does he is he a self described Arab? Because before the show, the recording, you said he was Palestinian. And yeah, I'm not he's, so sure. Do Palestinians consider themselves Arabs? Yeah, he called they, in and said he makes fun of himself for being an Arab okay. and he calls his dad right. an Arab. I but don't want to cross any lines yeah. in this day and age. This isn't like when we used to do the podcast. No, no, this is <laughs> I mean people can find me and find where I work and I will be fired. No, this is different. You know how uh, I was reading an article the other day about Disney Plus that just came out and Disney plus came out on and uh, they actually issued a warning to parents about the racist content in some of their older cartoons because their whole catalogs available now. And so they yeah. were warning parents giving trigger warnings about some of the racist themes that were present in the cartoons back in the day. And yeah, I was, awful. well, I was thinking though for a generation that grew up watching fucking South park and family guy, they're incredibly thin skinned these days, you know, but even South Park and Family Guy, like they know they're working the boundaries. They, but like if you go back and look at, you know, uh, a Looney Tunes cartoon. I know we we're talking about Disney, but whatever. Yeah, but but like a Warner Bugs Brothers Bunny. Looney Tunes cartoon that was done during World War II, and like they're gonna depict Japanese people. Like, you know, it, it's intentionally as offensive as it can possibly be because they're like we're fucking at war. They bombed fucking Pearl Harbor. Like, and you want us to be less racist? No, we're going to be more racist. But you'd think these people would understand historically that was oh, the... no, they do not understand. Yeah. But instead, it's <laughs> just like, ah, oh, I'm triggered. There's no, there's nothing about... I mean, you know, there's nothing about historical context or recognition that, yes, especially over generations. I'm not over saying like, people were like, yeah. well, that was five years ago when I was saying the N-word freely. Like, no, you are a fucking asshole. But when you're like, <laughs> it was 50 years ago, like people just, society was different. I'm sorry that different you can't mentality. That, and you can't fucking get over it. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, here's the wad talking about uh, weirdos. He used to come into the convenience store. His dad actually was murdered in this convenience store, like shot in the, in the eyeball. He called in wow. about that too. Yeah. Okay. Ian Harrison. It's me again. The wad. So, uh, I, we got on the subject of uh, my... Uh, the a- the Arab businessman's love of cheap, mentally challenged, and or chemically dependent labor. So, I I guess he uh, used to employ a lot of homeless people and just give them liquor to work. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> 
which doesn't seem like a bad thing. Yeah. But speaking of something that would not be acceptable in this day. (laughs) In this day and age, yeah. You you can't pay in booze anymore. Well, you're not paying the minimum wage. I gave them some night train. What do you want? (laughs) Most of the time, my dad would just bring around, like, uh, just drunk-ass, dipshit hillbillies. Uh, Occasionally, it'd be some weirdo Arab dude. Uh, There was drunk-ass Bob. A drunk-ass Bob was a total fucking pervert. Uh, I remember uh, when the Olympics would be on, there'd be uh, underage girls performing gymnastics routines, and he would repeatedly talk about how they'd be good in bed. I remember one time I was 14, and he pulled a bunch of condoms out of his pocket and gave them to me. I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. I got some fucking condoms now. I would be stoked about that, but you did your dad own a convenience store? Would you just steal condoms? <laughs> I mean, is it even stealing if your dad owns the place? Yeah, borrowing. I need these. At that point. I mean, like, yeah. could you imagine? You me, do you want me to do you want me to take these, or do you want to pay for some kid that I'm impregnate into some other lady? If the rabbi owned a convenience store, I would have been stealing all the penthouses and selling them to my friends because I'm that kind of enterprising individual, you know? Yeah, yeah. You totally wouldn't just be jacking off with them under your bed. <laughs> oh no! Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not selling new ones to them. <laughs> I'm selling the ones that I've already like fucking bookmarked and jizz on every page. It's been burned into your brain, so there's no, uh, there's actually no sensation in looking yeah. at it. <laughs> and uh, let's let's see, what, what what other fucking weirdos? Let's see, there was a. Uh, uh, at one point, there was a guy uh, from overseas that he brought, some Arab dude, and this guy was like, he was like mentally retarded in some way. They said that um, he cut his thing, he was a butcher, and he cut his finger on the meat machine. And there was some sort of bacteria in the meat that went straight to his brain. And I remember the brief amount of time this dude uh, was living with us, he would always have this dazed look on his face. I remember he couldn't even button his shirt right. Like mad cow or something? Yeah, like what do you get, mad cow disease? And then uh, there was this other Arab dude, I think his name was Maggoty or something like that. Maggoty or Maggoty or some shit like that. And uh, I remember one time him and my dad were butchering some cow in the garage. So this guy, I think I've mentioned that to you, ran an illegal butchering operation in the garage and they would halal. sell meat. Yeah, I guess I wonder. I don't know if it was actual halal because <laughs> he just didn't say it's halal. <laughs> yeah, he probably just said it because I think he just hired a homeless guy with a chainsaw. Right. You know, I mean, if you're not cleaning your meat off. machine and people are getting fucking brain disease from it, do you really think you care about saying it's halal if it's not really halal? Yeah, he just no. like puts a little sticker on it. And uh, this dude, literally, I, all the skin had been removed, so you, you kind of see, you know, what the cow's dick looks like under the skin. It's and dick? He cut the cow's <laughs> dick off. That's the first thing he's going for? <laughs> what does the cow's dick look like without any skin? Huh. I picture it looked to look like a fucking sausage, wouldn't it? I just wouldn't even think to just go, right? Like, oh, somebody's butchering a cow and doesn't have any skin. And your eyes go right for the dick and your <laughs> story goes right for the dick. Yeah, but what I don't get about it is like, if you're peeling the skin off, do you peel the dick skin off? Because who's eating the dick? Why don't you just leave the dick skin on? Take all the skin off. You, you, what, do you just peel it off like a, like a cow suit or something? Look, I know you're a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever, but you also grew up in Michigan. You never saw somebody skin a deer during de- yeah, deer but season? do they skin their dicks off? Skin all, like, all the skin comes off. 
and then like, you take all, all all the guts and shit. And I, I, I mean, I have never actually did this myself, but I assume <laughs> they take out the balls and bladder and fucking all that yeah, shit. I'm all sure there, I'm sure there's some hunters, maybe one or two that listen to the show. Um, do you skin their dicks? I just figured you just <laughs> chop their dicks off. What about your friend who owns an engineering company? He he could tell you for sure. I, I just figured you would chop right? it off and throw it out because who's going to eat the dick? I mean, you do chop it off, but I think the first thing you do is you take all the skin off the whole body, and then wow. you—it's a. This is just—it's just the order of the steps that you do. <laughs> Maybe. You, you're you're trying to make it sound like like they're saving the dick. Well, no. They are going to take it away, but it's just you take the skin off first. I'm just saying I would skin the areas that I'm going to eat the meat, and I would just not waste my time skinning the dick because I'm not going to eat it. It's just what it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like if you're working on your car. Like you don't want to work on the air filter, but you have to take it off to like get you to the parts that to get you do want to part. work on underneath there. Yeah. I guess if you have to like take its guts out, you probably have to go down there. But anyway. Yeah. You do have to get right up in its area. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to touch the deer's crotch or cow. Because you're going to be maybe. gay if you touch the dick. <laughs> you got to just get over that. And he cut the cow's dick off and literally took a bite right out of the tip. <laughs> And I was just like, what the fuck? And he looks at me and he's like, he's good. He's good. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not eating anybody's fucking ball. I'm not eating anybody's fucking dick or balls. Disgusting. Wait, what's it called? A Rocky Mountain Oyster, right? That is what it's called. I don't even know if it's a real thing or if it's just one of those. I'm pretty sure when I was in Denver, they were saying like you could get a, a buffalo testicle. I mean, it's no, no, they definitely say it, but did you see anybody eat one? No, I didn't see it, but they, they meant I, people were talking about it and saying that they went up there and Migley said he tried one. So but Migley did say he tried one. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I believe it happens. And it's deep fried. I, I would probably eat one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why not. But I mean, it's not like you're biting raw dick, you know? No, it's deep fried. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat the ball right off the cow, <laughs> like a like a like an oyster, like a real one. And even the Rocky Mountain oyster people, I don't think eat the, like the shaft <laughs> and the bell end. <laughs> that's gross. I think that's where all the like, urine goes through. Yeah, I don't. I, well, I mean, I imagine you boil it or something. But this guy just cut <laughs> it off. Urine's just... fine for you. <laughs> what are you drinking there? Urine? Yeah, but I boiled it. It's don't like worry hot about tea. It. You know? It's like it's hot bad. tea. Yeah. In Japan, it has aphrodisiac effects. (laughs) I learned this on my trip to Japan. I drink piss. Boiled. I know. The people at your office have to like have a sit down with you. Hey, we got to talk to you about putting all that piss in the microwave (laughs) every day. You guys haven't been to Japan. Seven mugs of piss every day. (laughs) I've been to Japan and it's changed my worldview okay you have your kimono on (laughs) i gotta get like a wig so my hair's in like that pone that man bun yeah the man bun with chopsticks in it the top knot is what they actually top knot that's yeah samurai top knot there's a whole bunch of other weirdos or anything oh yeah yes there was there was chucky the uh the fat suicidal redneck uh for a long time uh chucky and i would be doing the uh animal skinning together Oh, cool. uh, you know, my dad would be at the store all like day, so, back. you know, he taught Chucky very well, you know, so it'd be me and Chucky in the garage skinning lambs all day. And let's see, do I got time for one more weirdo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, out of time. All right, keep it safe, keep it wrong. That's good.
You've been keeping the callers on a short lease t- time-wise? Oh, it's three minutes. But we have it set so it cuts off at three minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the great thing about Google <laughs> Voice good, is you can uh, set technology. Yeah, yeah. We, we progressed since... I don't even remember what it was that we had with calls. But the number was cooler. I mean, some of them would go on for like 12, 15 minutes. And we just had to be like, we can't... And we just... Can't, yeah, can't we listen to your call because it's too fucking long. But what was, what was the software? It was like some weird business model with that. You remember? Like just an online phone voicemail, yeah. And it was free. I don't what it was called. Yeah, it was free. It was weird. Uh, well, thank you there, Wad. That was that was definitely interesting. Um, yeah. What what did you? I mean, that, did you like care about skinning the animals, or was it something you would just be crying the whole time you're doing it? Well, I know I never did it, but like neighbors would be doing it. My dad wasn't a big hunter, so I never was either. No, but I'm, no, no I, I don't. I don't care about animals. But I wonder if the wad. <laughs> I, I don't though. care about feedstock animals. I guess is what I'm saying. But like, could I'd, you? I'd, I'd be, I'd be, it would disappoint me to see somebody skinning a dog or a cat. <laughs> I'd be like, "You're a fucking cock. What are you doing?" But yeah, I, uh, a cow or a sheep or a yeah. But a deer. could you do it? Like, if your dad was like, "You're doing this with me." Uh, yeah, if my dad really, really wanted me to do it, it wouldn't bother me that much. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, have you ever done it to, to a fish? Uh, I guess I have. Yeah. Just progress a couple steps up, up the biological Do you ladder. really skin the fish, though? I thought you cook it with the skin. Is that less brutal? Yeah, it's <laughs> not, mean, that, it's not as to, bad. You still have to cut the guts out and everything and, like, get it off the body. Fish aren't sentient creatures, though. That's That's the difference here. <laughs> They don't come when you call their name. Yeah, I mean, have you ever shucked an oyster? Let's go. Let's go further down the food chain. <laughs> of course, you know, I've done that. That's tofu, not big. There's deal. a lot of there's but, a lot of single-celled organisms living in it, or yogurt. What about I'm that? Not Just peeling that down your gullet. Yeah, but I'm not peeling the skin off of a living animal. If you just chewed right into the deer's leg, fur and all, that'd be better for you as far as brutality and and humanity. I'd rather just skin a carrot and eat that. All right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I could imagine, though, if the rabbi was just like, oh, you're going to help me skin this cow, and we're going to, like, fucking butcher it in the garage. Well, but the, I mean, the Jews are definitely into butchering, too, because they've got their whole kosher. kosher butchers, yeah. It's butchers. the same thing as halal. I don't, don't even know why they have two different words for it. Don't they use a hammer or something? I have no idea. Uh, something like that. Anyway. It's basically just like you're not butchering pigs with the same yeah, knives or in the, the same, same room. It's, it's really what it's all about. Yeah, right? it's, it's the dietary laws. Anyway, thank you there, uh, Wad. Always love hearing from that guy. Final call we have here has to do with a caller who calls himself Merlin. Um, <laughs> and uh, Merlin is telling us why he doesn't do drugs anymore. Do you, Wackily, do you still do drugs or just on occasion? Or do you, do you, you only do pills, right? Yeah, I try to keep it to pills. <laughs> try not do too many pills, to be honest with you. But sometimes somebody has one, and I actually—they are opening a weed dispensary down the store from my house. I don't know if that's good or bad for property values, but uh, once in a while, I will take like a minute amount of an edible. But even that, usually when I do it, I'm like, "This was a bad idea." <laughs> Do wait? Do you still freak out and like lock all your windows and cry? It's and... not. It's not. No. It's not. <laughs> it's not having like a dorm room. Like, oh my god, that person took can't handle their drugs. It's like 
it's like, oh, I'm really glad I, I, I took I took this draw, you know, I took some edible weed because I was gonna watch this movie, and now I'm just sitting on the couch like thinking about all the shitty things that are probably gonna happen to me in my life in the next. You get couple too of years. introspective, yeah. <laughs> uh, or all the shitty things that I've done in the past several years, like, and now I'm just doing that, and I've got the movie on pause, or like you know the DVD menu is looping, and you're just sitting there being like, oh yeah, life is pretty fucked. God, I wish I got that high. <laughs> it doesn't even do that much for me anymore. It just makes well, me that's the thing is I, you know, I don't. Yeah. So if I take like a half or even a quarter of an edible and I haven't had any THC in like years, yeah, it 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 overwhelms me, but not to the point where I'm like writhing on the ground thinking that I'm orange <laughs> or whatever. But I thought you were like you would uh, lock the doors because you thought like the shadow people were gonna break into your house or something. Why, why would you think I never I, I thought you it. used to get paranoid. I remember you talking about getting no, the, it's the not, paranoid. No, not paranoid like that, but, but paranoid like, like, wow, I really am the biggest piece of shit in the universe. I mean, <laughs> it's that kind of paranoid. All right, so you get self. Everybody, and everybody knows it. That's like, or like, that's the, that's, that's the, paranoid. the paranoid. All not right, the, all right. No, not, well, that the bo- not that the boogity man is going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'm fucking 12? schizophrenic um here's merlin's reason why he doesn't do drugs anymore hello dean harrison it is me merlin (laughs) um okay (laughs) so let me get to it my fucking job decided to um tell us that we're not allowed to wear headphones at work anymore so i've been slacking on listening to the episodes but i caught up over the weekend and uh i decided uh to tell you guys about why some of the stories why i uh I don't do drugs very often anymore. Um, first one would be my uh, terrible sassafras experience. And it was completely self-inflicted. Uh, did he say sassafras? He did. Is that one of these things that like is a secret drug that you can like a smoke a banana peel or something? I'm thinking it's probably one of those. You know how they have like or vanilla synthetic marijuana. They have like we, that. We have to sin- listen to the rest of the call to figure out what he's talking it's about. It's called like spice or something. They have all these different kinds of. Synth- it's called like salvia in a way. He's they not have- drinking a root beer, is what you're saying. Yeah, sassafras <laughs> like, soda. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably like salvia or something. Mm. Can remember that you never actually ended up doing it. It was me and Jared. No, that's that that's exactly the experience. That's the exact experience that I would be like, oh, I'm gonna go introspective, hardcore, and just think about how much I hate myself. That's exactly what Salvi would do. To that me. one was like, it it was short, but it was so intense. I just remember thinking, like, all right, well, I fucked myself now. Now I'm just fucked. I'm gonna think I'm like I can't see clearly. I can't think clearly. Everybody knows I'm fucking retarded. I I did it. This is it. I'm now yeah. retarded. And that, that's what I kept thinking. It was terrible. It was a terrible experience. But I didn't do what uh remember our other friend uh Chris like flipped out and tried to jump off the balcony. Right. And they had to Jared to tackle him and hold him and stuff. They had to put like a warm compress on his head or something. Did you ever? Or did he ever communicate like after he came out of it, like what he was thinking, or just claimed that he didn't remember, or or was it like? Because I could see myself being like, "This drug's making me recognize what a huge piece of shit I am," and I think I'm gonna kill myself. That's probably the best option. I think I don't think it was that. I think he just was like scared, paranoid, and was like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here now." So it was like get away the black helicopters were coming to get yeah, him. Yeah, I think it was the something black, like that. But Black but, fuzz people. But that dude's had issues with that type of mentality and thought process before. 
So I'm thinking, (laughs) I think he's susceptible to it anyway. Why don't we hear about sassafras though? So basically, if you don't know what sassafras is, there's, you know, molly, which is MDMA, and then sassafras is MDA. And uh, it's basically molly with hallucinogenic properties. Um, so really, you should can you have a, uh, can, you point point. can you have a bad trip on Molly? Because I've I've done. I mean, you never. People will tell you like, here's some Molly, take it, and you take it. And, like you don't know what you're really taking. <laughs> but whatever that's happened to me, and this was a long time ago. Like it seemed like you couldn't really have a bad trip on that. What what you have with that stuff is you have the next day regret where you're like, wow, I like <laughs> you're groping like twelve different people yeah. that I work with <laughs> or whatever. Well, I think it's also the serotonin depletion. But yeah, when you actually oh, realize what happened. Over, well, that's bad too. But I'm saying but, like, it seems like on on ecstasy, whatever we're talking about, you couldn't like have like a bad trip like you can have on, on mushrooms, acid. Well, what I've heard but with Molly, I don't know. What I've heard with Molly, like if you get, I don't know if you can get like a like 100% pure Molly, but if you get something that's pretty close to being pure, it's a really good experience. But when it's cut with like meth or it's cut with some other weird shit, that's Maybe when also you... meth doesn't give you a bad trip either. I no, mean, but... internally, like externally, people are like, that guy's really fucked up. What's going on with him? But internally, it doesn't like turn you into like... Uh, but I think it know, depends. But I think it depends on your own chemical disposition because i think some people that might trigger a paranoid attack or something okay sure anxiety attack so from what i've heard is people who haven't regularly done meth or experienced meth before will take molly that's been cut with meth and just have like a fucking crazy paranoid experience for the next four hours okay and they're full of anxiety that's that's what i've heard but typically i think if you get good molly it's a great time (laughs) one grams at a time i think that's like your uh that's a pretty standard dose, but me and my old roommate decided, fuck it, let's just split a half gram. So we each took uh, mm. 0.25, which was, you know, obviously you can do the math, two and a half times more than we should I'm have. Not sure if that's and I fucking rolled like for it. like three days straight. Oh, Jesus Christ. And uh, <laughs> the first 24 hours was absolutely miserable, where I'm just like sweating and then fucking shivering and then sweating and like grinding my teeth the whole time. And, like many times I had to run to the bathroom and like I felt like I was going to throw up. Like, I was trying to, but nothing was coming out. It was just a miserable experience. So that was when I decided to cut the MDs out of my life forever. (laughs) Um, And then secondly, uh, another electric wizard story. Um, I went to see them up in Baltimore, and uh, I ate a weed edible before we started driving. It was like a two, two and a half hour drive, I think. Maybe it was three hours. Anyways, I was high as fuck by the time we got there. And then when we're in the parking garage, I decided to eat a uh, mushroom sandwich I had made with like two and a half grams of mushrooms in it. Jesus Christ. This guy's like going to a show. He eats a fucking full edible, which I would already be, I wouldn't even be able to get out of the car once that hits me. Like those edibles are so overwhelming to me that I just would want to lay in a bed. I don't even, I don't go with the edible route. I don't fuck with those. Um, They just fuck me up too much. Uh they last a long time. Yeah, it's, it's just way <laughs> like too If you are long. having a bad time, you're like, oh, this is going to be like four hours of real time, and it's going to seem like 16 hours because yeah. like minutes are just crawling by. <laughs> and then to eat mushrooms on top of that? It's like, do you need not, that? Not good. You remember, uh, do you remember that one, was it Christmas, when my brother ate that full brownie? Yeah, but your brother is like a, <laughs> the drug terminator. <laughs> he doesn't, he's like, like a superhuman drug uh skills yeah it's like a drug dumpster <laughs> so we get into the venue and uh 
I obviously start tripping my balls off, and I start looking around, and I remember that it's a sold-out show. And, I don't know, anxiety and, like, all sorts of shit just hit me at once. And I fucking fainted and <laughs> just fell into the crowd. And, uh, luckily, uh, you know, there some people there carried me to the back, and there was some, like, off-duty firefighter there. God, how embarrassing is that if that's your buddy? Like, I mean, would you, would you, it depends, I guess it depends on the band. If it's a band I like, I would probably maybe pull him over to the side and put him on a chair or something. But. Yeah, but a show like that that's sold out, that he's saying, there's no fucking chair. It's like a wall, it's nuts to butts. Ah, man. <laughs> would that just suck? Your friend just passed out? Yeah, it'd fucking suck. Ah, God, I guess I'm That's why, like, you there. know, he's not saying that, like, me and my friends did all this stuff. Like, we all ate some mushrooms together. No, he's he like did. going solo. Yeah. And if you are his friend, you're like, what are you doing, dude? You sure uh, you're going to be cool? Like, yeah, man, I can handle my drugs. And then, you know, he's fainting in the show. And you got to, like, leave. I remember I did a bunch of acid and I went and saw the Butthole Surfers at Clutch Cargo. Remember that place? Yeah. In Pontiac. And it was the same kind of deal. I was like tripping and I was handling myself pretty good. And the music's weird, but I was still doing all right. But then they had these big screens projecting images of like penile reconstructive surgery and shit. And I just, I thought I was going to barf. I just removed myself from that environment. I went outside and yeah, just kind of walked, walked around for a bit and then just sat there and I didn't go back in. But I'm not going to like sit there and like, I mean, whatever. I guess you can't have no control of whether or not you can pass out. But I didn't want, I think part of it is like, I didn't want my friends to know I was flipping out. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, that wasn't fun. I, huh? The moral of the story is don't fucking. Right. He's, the yeah. story is that he's, he does, this is why he doesn't do drugs anymore. <laughs> exactly. He learned his lesson. And then he, you know, proceeded to scare the shit out of me by telling me that um, my heart rate was beating at 40 beats per minute. And so I really don't know what happened there. But uh, the rest of the night was great. But I decided after that, maybe don't trip in public anymore. <laughs> um, and on that note, I will say, if me and Jizzy Jake ever hang out, I will totally do drugs with Jizzy Jake. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Hail Satan. Wow. Does that dude have dreadlocks? Jizzy Jake? No, the guy just called in. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He's called in a few times. What's the judgment call? But he sounds Did like he he's a white at guy. at one time have dreadlocks? I, I think he probably, he sounds like a white guy with dreads. Uh, Jizzy Jake's, more, but I think he had them at one point. Jizzy Jake's like the resident drug maniac. This guy, he like lives in Florida or something. And yeah, I mean, he, he kind of, Bob Madigan would like him. <laughs> he puts Bob Madigan to shame with the amount of drug usage that guy does. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I bet I, that would be funny if you guys got together and, uh, and, and tripped you and Jizzy Jake. It'd be, that'd be an interesting story. You should film it. We'll put it on the Patreon. Uh, people, call Sigar on Hotline at 323-522-4032. Uh, best way to support the show is by becoming a Sigar on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today. Uh, you get access to all our outtakes. We usually do an extra, uh, extra story and extra phone calls. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Actually, Wackerly and I will be posting an outtake. So you can even enjoy more. Wackerly on the Patreon page. Oh, great. So all that time I thought I was saying shit that wasn't going to be on the show. It's going to be on the Patreon. Oh, uh, dude, it's an outtake now. It's recorded oh, forever. Thanks for warning me. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about monetization now here with podcasting. It's not just like simple, we're just having fun, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. <laughs> it's commercialized. 
podcasting right. at its finest. Um, I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put it all on there. I'll just put a couple <laughs> things. Uh, I, yeah, I use discretion. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I really trust your discretion. <laughs> I've never steered you wrong before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick Rock Song of the Week is uh, is is a Tokyo metal band that I'm I'm a huge fan of. Someone in the show here, but a lot of people might not know them. You ever heard of the band Jism? It's an acronym, G I S M. No, I haven't, and I don't care that it's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of that band, and that sounds kind of rude. Oh, it's an acronym, though. Oh, that makes it all yeah, right. It's it's fine. It's an acronym. Uh, um, well, as long as it's an acronym, yeah, it stands uh, for maybe, like. Can I email it to my mom? Yeah, yo, no, your mom would love it. It's an acronym. She won't. She won't it's think acronym, it's a bad mom. word. <laughs> They're called Gazumu in uh, in Japanese, but it's like God in the schizoid mind, Gothic incest sex machine, genocide, infanticide, suicide, menticide. There's a bunch of bunch of them, bunch of explanations for that acronym but they're like a japanese hardcore band circa 1981 from tokyo uh, i love but to be listening to hardcore when i'm 44 years old but their guitar is more metal though like if you listen to it they kind of sound more like early industrial <laughs> metal right for old dudes oh no they're, they're a fucking great band one of my favorites and they were notorious for their like confrontational and violent live performances and i think they broke up because the lead singer died once uh, again not trying to be 44 going to a show where the like lead singer of the band is pissing on the audience. <laughs> then that's why you miss out on some great Instagrammable experiences. No, I love to be pissed. I mean, I'm not <laughs> around here drinking hot mugs of pit boiled piss every day, but I know some people are. Hey, you were the first one right up in front at the Extreme Elvis shows, if I recall correctly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to have the show here with Jism's Nightmare, also uh, called Destroy. Um, that's from their first record, Detestation. Wackily, thanks for being on the show. Always right. fun to catch up. Are you are you gonna are you plan to be on the holiday show this year with Steel? <laughs> you think you're gonna get me twice towards the end of the year? Twice in one uh, year, uh, doubt uh, it. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. Maybe so. I might have we'll to bite. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe bring you, you can... I'll bring you a bottle of Japanese whiskey and a Gudetama vibrator. Throw in some of uh David Crosby's cum <laughs> and maybe... Baster, and we'll talk about All it. All right, then we'll get you on the show. Uh we'll be back next week with episode seven fourteen. Till then, take a Susie. <laughs> Destroy, destroy, destroy my face
That's what he's now able to do with this robotic butthole. Yes, bionic butthole. Do you think it makes like that noise, like the the uh, six million dollar man that like when it opens up? Right. That's not what the sound is on the six million dollar man. Yeah, it is. Okay, you try it. <laughs> it's more like. <laughs> it is not. It's more like a. 